Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Do you cod past? I don't know what that is. It's when she says, do you poke smot? Do you poke smot? When she's uh, asking if he smokes pot. Oh. So then, because she's so high at that point. So what she's I did high. SV, which was very clever. Oh, it was way too much math for me. <laughs> which was very clever is, I don't know. <laughs> no, I want to explain to our guests. I need to take a vote on that. Very clever, very funny, very smart. <laughs> um, the, the quotes page uh, for this film is 90% Things she says when she's stoned. Whoever well, curated this thinks that stoned Meryl is the funniest thing in the world. Uh, no. This is not a quotable movie. It is not. No. This is not a movie with like hot li- It's not like Neil Simon-esque where it's like a bunch of uh, zingers. I would argue. Like and- the trailer's big line was, OMG, I thought he'd never leave. That was the big line in the trailer. I would argue, and I'm not just upfront. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying this in, in a negative way. Yeah, whatever. It is sort of a comedy without any jokes. Yeah. But a lot of laughing. A lot yeah, of laughing. It's a, a comedy of manners, of right? People laughing. It's very yeah. much a, like a... <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. a I was Well, <laughs> you mean as the audience member? Yes, yes. Okay, no. But they are they're like, laughing. They're, they're laughing constantly at yes. things that I, I'm like, what is funny? <laughs> yes. Or is it just the joy of life? I think, I think it's so. a joie de vivre thing. It's yeah. a joie de vivre film. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fucking laughing if I lived their lives. I can't believe Nancy Myers hasn't made a movie called Joie de Vivre. <laughs> well, maybe she will. Maybe she will. Hello, everybody. My name is Griffin Newman. My name is David Sim. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David, or hashtag the two friends. Uh, it's a competitive advantage. We're the only two friends who host a podcast together. Correct. You understand that because you're, par- you're part of a friend team. That's right. true. You collaborate with a friend. Yes. Did you say it's competitive? Or it's, you, competitive it's competitive advantage. advantage. We also are competitive with other friends, and we're going to challenge you and Carl to a wrestling match. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, you had the same thing where you yes. and Charles were friends. Yes. And then you went like, oh, what if we work together? No one else has ever thought of being friends and working together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You got these Cullen brothers. They didn't, didn't make a choice. They were born into yeah, it. Yeah, they're not friends. They're they losers. They hate it. each other. I'm stating that on the mic. Cullen brothers, I, I walk by them punching each other all the time. They right. they do always look like annoyed. They they look unhappy to be they, anywhere. They look very the upset. Yes. Here's another hot take I have, and yes. this is because of actually one of our sponsors uh, on a previous episode. Oh yes, uh, I was just looking at pictures of the Cohen brothers. Joel Cohen kind of looks like Howard Stern. Yes, he does. Like mm-hmm. like kind of a lot. Yeah, like, to the point where I'm like, is he cultivating a Stern? Because he's got the hair, you know. Yes. Yeah, and he's he's got that long face and yeah. the sort of willowy. Ethan body. Cohen is the cuter Cohen. You think so? Yeah, Joel Cohen kind of kind of scares me. Ethan Cohen's kind of adorable because he got like a little bit of a like a Pokemon thing going on. Sure. <laughs> um, to your to your point, SV of them always looking annoyed. They never look more annoyed to be somewhere than when they win an Oscar. Yeah, it's true. The true. look on their face, uh, the times you. that they have won Oscars, they're, they're like, like I've got to walk to the podium. <laughs> All the way. Uh, Can I just stay here? Can't they bring the camera <laughs> over to me? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um. This is a podcast about filmographies. I'm sticking with my, yeah. Ethan's the hotter Cohen. I agree. Joel is, Joel's, I don't know. He's not doing it for me. I'm kind of a Joel They're, they're both so annoyed, though. They are. So, they're so they annoyed. They hate that they're being photographed. They hate it. They're like, 
We have to. All right. Who cares what we look like? (laughs) It's just funny that they have such visual sense too. And that they sort of balance each other. Like they each have such distinct looks. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, A podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. OMG. This is a podcast. OMG. Mini series on the films. Nancy Myers, and it's called Something's Podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I was right. You were right. You gave me one of those sort of wan smiles. What, what was when the I said one that, that you wanted to? Uh, can, are we allowed to say it on? The, yeah, yeah. You some pods it. got a cast. Some pods oh. got a cast, but something's podcast. I yeah. just that. Yeah, it's like a little twist. Yeah, and pada is fun. It is fun <laughs> in the same way that gotta is fun. Right. Something's gotta give. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about that. No. We're not. Today. I'm sorry. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault. Griffin no, no. may have misled me. Well, I'll you. say this. Today is no, complicated. No, no. I, I completely misled myself. Because I tried very well, clearly to. You very clearly explained it's complicated would right. be my movie. Because then I, in brackets, put what the romantic pairings were for each film. Oh, sure. So it's like not Jack and Diane, right. Meryl and Alec and Steve. Did yes. You, 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 it, okay. you, did you do that in my, in the, my original email? I did, because you had said, I just watched it <laughs> recently. Do you know that Keanu... Oh, yeah, well, that... Oh, right, so the, right. You, you put the parentheses after I was confused. Yes. Right. I right. didn't miss... Okay. No, 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 no. Because I, I ran into you. Our guest is Sarah Violet Bliss, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, filmmaker, writer, director of uh, Four Tilden Search Party. Which Griffin is in both of those things. <laughs> Pretty good credits. <laughs> Crazy choice. Pretty good credits for both. you. I know, right? He keeps on like, going back to this dirty well. <laughs> uh, yep. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I love being on podcasts. Really? Really? I honestly, I think, it's like my, yeah. I think it's like my favorite thing that I get to do because of my success. I, I have, I will say genuinely, every time I have any element of career success, my first thought is, oh, cool, I might be able to the get podcasts. booked on that podcast now. Yeah. yeah. So that's like Think always the, the benefit. It's like not money. It's not status. It's not other jobs. It's like, yeah. maybe I could cold email those guys now and get yeah. on their show. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, I've only, waited to, I've only waited to be invited. I never thought about suggesting to someone I'd be a guest on their show. You work on podcast vampire rules. Yes. You have to be cordially yes. invited into the studio. <laughs> I've I've become a podcast wolfman. I should do I this. barge through. <laughs> do wolfmen enter houses? I guess they do. Yeah. I feel like they're often in the wool woods and the wolves. You're right. They're not very housebound. I was trying to woody. think of a monster who breaks into houses. Um, the mummy? Does he do that? Santa no, Claus. He stays in the tomb. Santa Claus. I'm like a podcast <laughs> Santa Claus. True. I oh, go oh, like, oh. I'll bring you some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You like fart jokes? And then I slide down their chimney. Um so I, I ran to you uh-huh. and uh, was like, oh, yeah. you're in New York. I should ask you to be on the podcast. Emailed you, said, would you have any interest in doing the It's Complicated episode? And you said, yes, I'd love that. I just watched it. By the way, do you know that Diane and Keanu dated <laughs> yeah. after the movie? Wow. So, I mean, it's look, it has the same basic font on the poster, I, I, so, I don't make this mistake. The aesthetic is all like Marvel give and, and it's complicated. I don't Marvel. know. There's something. I, I agree. You're you are the fifteenth person <laughs> I've had make this mistake since I've described Nancy Myers' filmography to people. Well, 
yeah. in the last two it's months. It's just that yeah, the titles are designed to mean nothing. Like I don't quite understand why Something's Gotta Give is called Something's Gotta okay, Give. So I'm determined to find this before <laughs> this miniseries is done. But there was a New York Times article, I want to say in 2009 when this came out, about this firm. It was a titling firm. Yes, I, I've read this article. For I movies and TV. It. And it's like, Nancy Myers always calls for movies. Untitled. Untitled Nancy Myers. Untitled Patrick. Nancy. Uh-huh. Does it come up with a title? And then this firm like looks at the film and finds like a title and they've like broken no. down the mathematics of what kind of titles like no. work for people. A lot of times it's repurposing song titles. Right. Any of those movies that generically have like like, oh, my, love don't cost a thing. Right, right. Why did you call it that? And yeah. It's like, oh, if it's like already a phrase that people have in their right. mind and they can associate with a song. Oh, so this is this is referencing the drowning pool song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. It is not referencing that. You sure? <laughs> no, no, because that's also something's gotta give, Ben. Oh, we're yeah. watching It's Complicated. Oh, yeah. Ben, ben did the thing where he asked me which movie we were watching. Yeah. I said, it's complicated. And he said, just tell me. Yeah, which always which funny. funny. Always funny. Ten comedy points. <laughs> but but this is, yeah, it's one of those things where these two movies have such generic titles because they clearly yeah. were just like, Chosen. Facebook, That's everyone's thinking about that now. Right. Call the movie It's Complicated. <laughs> which, by the way, when I searched for this on <laughs> iTunes, there were two other romantic comedies, one called Status, It's Complicated. Oh, my God. Sure, and the other one sure. called Relationship Status status it's complicated like you can tell all these other filmmakers were so angry that nancy got to this first yeah Um, she barely did she just told someone give me a title she paid someone more money than any of us will ever make in our lives yeah probably to go uh it's complicated yeah like the facebook thing thing. you know facebook your kid uses it drop the the it's cleaner Trying to find it. There's this really long New York Times article about the making of It's Complicated. Wow. Really? And I'm guessing it may be like a section of that. I, I remember this being a its own right. article. Right. I don't Fair know enough. if it was pre or post It's Complicated, but they certainly referenced something that's got to give as their like masterwork. Right. <laughs> like they were like, it's a title that means nothing. Yeah. But something's got to give. Right. <laughs> and you just put Smiling Jack with the sunglasses <laughs> on it. And it's like, I guess something does got to give. There's something a little bit like, uh, what's what's the other Jack Nicholson movie? It's not Nancy Myers. As good as it gets, there's yes. something that yes. like is related mm-hmm. in the same way that maybe it's just like okay, Jack Nicholson's on the poster, right? <laughs> I don't right. know, and it's just like it sounds like something that he would say, yeah. Even if it doesn't have any weight or profundity to it, yeah. it's like, well, something's got to give. Yeah, but yeah, that's that sort good. of the argument, right? Is right. like when Jack and Diane are together, <laughs> right. something's got to give. Right. Like you're like, okay, well, what's yeah. going to give? Well, <laughs> yeah, when Jack uh, and Helen are together, it's as good as it gets. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when yeah. when Jack and Morgan are together, you're crossing it off the bucket list. Wow, oh, boy. Um, but this is it's complicated. That's still his last movie? No. It, how, how, do, you how do you know? How do you know? No, I know because I checked that his IMDb, and that's the most recent film he did. Oh, it's complicated. Vince, give me a thumbs up. So you you had not seen this movie before? I actually have. You had when it came a, okay. Yeah, like a long, long right. time ago, and I certainly didn't remember it enough to be prepared, so I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. It's fresh in my memory. Yes. Uh, I feel like there's a thing going around, because when I emailed you about doing this, and you said, like, I just watched Something's Gotta Give. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. And I can't believe I hadn't seen it sooner. Yeah. Where I feel like there's been this weird turning of the tide, which I'm certainly a part of, which like I was so dismissive of Nancy Meyers movies. Mm. And now I appreciate them so much. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Which is like, so because like I definitely did not appreciate this movie when I first saw it. I still don't like, I'm not like 
you gotta see it's complicated. Right. But I was like, I, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. I think there's a two pronged thing. I mean, look, we're all very, very hip, discerning yes. people here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very and woke. we like, uh, you know, whatever in the in the two thousands in yeah. the aughts. You're like, I'm above this. I don't need this. Yeah. I want to be clear. I was not like. I know this. you. Yeah, yeah. You were ahead of the curve. You always like Nancy Myers. I've uh, always liked Nancy Myers, except for the holiday, which was the movie where I turned on her. Yeah. Where I was like, she's gone too far. What, this is absurd. What made you turn? It's too fucking long. We are last oh, week's episode. Yeah. It's complicated. It's long. It's complicated. Which is why all of them like, are long. It's oh, complicated. It's a half hour too long. The holiday is 50 minutes too oh, long. Wow. My argument yeah. is that they should all be 90 minutes long. It, well, you know, for sure. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, it's complicated. It's certainly, yes, outstays its welcome. But yeah. that one was the one where I was kind of like so hyped for it. We talked about this on last week's episode, yeah. though. Oh. But I was so pumped, like went to the theater opening night and was kind of like, God damn it. Like, and so, you know, before then, I was all Nancy sure. all the way. I'm going to have a mint. There's a thing, and this is one of the things that used to drive me crazy about her, and now I appreciate it in its own weird way, is like every movie of hers hits the 90-minute mark. You feel like, okay, this is the wrap-up point, and then there's another 30 minutes. Very much so. This movie seems to end, and then there's like four more All her movies seem to end and then have like another act. Yeah. Which speaks to the fact that her movies don't really have any like classical narrative structure. Right. Like they're just things happening for two hours. Right. Yes. And they're not screwball comedy. Right. Which is like the mistake you could make where right. you're like, oh, it's going to be all like patter. And, you know, it's like, no, it's kind of just like people meeting at restaurants and drinking right. wine. Which like, like you know. yeah. this movie, I, I was like, you know, I think I used to approach her movies very didactically and be like, this is not how you write a screenplay. Right. Oh, God. You know, like, because they're so meandering. Uh-huh. And this one I remember being so frustrated with because it's like, there's no fucking conflict. Uh, yes, which I, which is one thing that I like about this movie. I like this which movie more now. than when I saw it. Yeah, 100% uh, like time. it more than when I saw it. The, to me, when this movie came out was the moment where people were really like enough with the like upper middle class angst Nancy like the whole movie's about her kitchen like come you know yeah. it, this there was the that point where it's crazy to parody her right. where it's like it's literally, literally. The, the biggest struggle in the movie is how well is she going to renovate her kitchen yeah uh, right uh, that is the thing that every part of the plot basically hinges on right yes. I mean yeah ki- that's the central of. right but um, you know you just got to roll with that is my argument you do. And I also think there's something to... It's a window into another world. I want to give myself credit for growing, but I think more than anything, <laughs> oh it is just like the the ecosystem has changed so much in the 10 years since this movie, since sort of like peak Nancy, mm-hmm. that you just go like, Jesus Christ, why did we chase these movies out of the water? Right. Mm-hmm. Because you wish these kinds of movies still got me. Well, but then this year you had Book Club, which is sort of like yes. very diluted, watered down Nancy Myers, right. but like... Is that Nancy? No, it's it's, it's just someone kind of ripping off her thing. Okay. Yeah, but like, like people Kirkland were just kind of like, oh, Nancy. there's just not right. movies like this anymore. So I'm so delighted I'm to see it. it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I saw like book club like with fucking bells on. Was amped for. It was more excited for book club than Avengers: Affinity War. I was like, this is the type of movie I want to see. Yeah. Right. Just like a nice white wine comedy. Sure, white wine comedy, exactly. Right, but like I was so anti-Nancy Myers when this movie came out and then was like raging with excitement for Book Club, which is like shitty Nancy it's, Myers. It's like mm-hmm. a copy of a copy. You know, right. like, yeah, it's like. Wow. Just because it's like. Have you seen Book Club? I have not. It's about a book club. It's fun. Uh, there was a lot of. It's pretty fun. It's pretty references. fun. References. Oh, right. Because it, they reference that movie 
I mean, that book that it's Fifty, oh, Shades, 50 Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Yeah, that Which was like the, this whole movie is about women reading Fifty Shades of Grey. The trailer is really bad because it makes they it kinda, seem like that, they yeah. kind of discard that part of the plot fast. It's right. really oh, just okay. a way for them to like talk about dick yeah. at the book club, which right. they like to do. Right, yeah. but it, it, it's I, a very yes. horny book club. Like, which that's the best. It's thing It's a about thirsty the book club. movie. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thirsty. a real thirsty movie. But but SV, you gotta open the book. Okay, I'm telling you, book club, you gotta open the book. Okay. What is your relationship with Nancy Myers's? Um, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of removed from Nancy, but I, like I said, a month ago, watched something's got to give and was like, I'm having such a great time. Sure. Um, and there was, uh, we're not talking about something's got to give, however, yeah, <laughs> but you, yes. can, you can, I mean, you can give us two minutes on something's got to um, give. I, I, uh, there was a quote in the movie that's just very simple that I was like, that is so true. <laughs> and it was, um, it's when she's, t- Diane Keaton's talking to her Amanda Pete daughter, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, her Amanda Pete daughter. Amanda Pete daughter. <laughs> we all have one. And, um, and Amanda Pete, you know, Amanda Pete. <laughs> she can't, she can't settle down. She's a fear of a commitment. And Diane Keaton says, you can't outrun your heart or something. Outsmart yeah. your heart. You yeah. can't outsmart your heart. Diane. And I was like, Nancy. it's true. You cannot yeah. outsmart your heart. There's something about these movies, just like a that's just got to give. Something's got to give with yeah. these movies. But a they are about grownups. Oh yeah, which are just like I don't see this. They're anymore. also like so. Or I mean, the ones I've seen are mostly like from the woman's perspective mm-hmm. about divorce and sure. romance and older age, yeah. which no one makes those movies. Right. Even before her, no one made these movies. But now you don't even have the younger version of these movies. What do you, what would, well, like I'm saying, like the, the, the Reese Weatherspoon romantic comedies right. were existing in the same ecosystem as Nancy Myers, like, okay, right. women over 60 romantic comedies. Right. And now those things only get made on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they're indie films that like barely squeak but by. But the thing about the Reese Witherspoon is like they have some kind of plot hook that's more extreme. They're always right? high concept. Hooking. They're always very high. Whereas Nancy right. Myers is like, no, no, no. no I want no. that high concept gone. No, no, no. There will be no high concept. Right. Like um, her, her concept is literally just what brings the two characters together. And it's just two hours of people talking to yeah, each let's other. Yeah, hang out. And there'll yeah. be one like sort of heightened set piece. Right. Such as Diane Keaton uh, getting caught naked in Something's Gotta Give or like Alec Baldwin getting caught naked in yes. this. Where it's, like, right. <laughs> it's always someone's getting caught exactly. naked. Yeah. Where, An like, older person is caught naked. The yes. audience of the Cobble Hill Cinema is suddenly shrieking. Is like, you know, where they're like, yeah. oh my God, uh-huh. I'm Kim. Like, uh-huh. uh, uh, that is, that's like, that's as far as she'll go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there is just the web, these yeah. these like August romance <laughs> movies starring like movie stars, mm-hmm. like they're real like star driven movies. Yeah, they're kind of tailor made to these. I'm, personalities. I'm always like interested why these big stars are like. Yes, I'll definitely do that. Like, why is Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep? Well, what is? I mean, what do you guys like? Do you guys I think, think they read the script and they were like yes, or they're like this is. I can't, I don't I don't know how Nancy Myers got this. I have a couple theories. I, I have a, you. Well, one I think yeah. everyone's very well paid. These yes. movies, it's yes. like, you know, you're not taking a hit on your quote here. Like, but still, like when people are so rich, I mean, like, well, that's like the Meryl's, larger question: is why do they ever work? Right. <laughs> They're so rich. But but particularly on like thing, you know, like Meryl Streep. I think the uh, real answer is like, especially like a Meryl Streep type is like right. she writes a big meaty role that you're going to get to dig into. Even if like 
it's a light concept or and, like and it's an, a, a lighter in movie. In way, they're movie star roles. Like they're, they're leading man, star. leading lady roles for people who are older right. and probably don't get those parts anymore. Because this right? is a movie that begins, here's what we know about Meryl Streep's character. She's a chef. Here's what we know about Alec Baldwin's character. Nothing. He's a he's lawyer. Rich. I he's guess. Very rich. <laughs> we never see him do he's anything. Swanky. The, yeah. the idea a, is that he's Alec Baldwin. Right. That's the whole idea. Right. They're sort of tailor-made he gets, suits. He gets the penthouse at yeah. the hotel for right. their graduation, and that's like a blow to right, but she, Meryl. Right. Poor, poor Meryl, who has a beautiful. She has house. to sort of like win. Right. And we'll poor finally Meryl. get yeah. her. Her big, her, her bigger her kitchen. kitchen, right? Her, these, a real kitchen. Yeah, it's currently like, the there was size nothing wrong of like, with you. you never even get to see the kitchen. Well, you see it. Oh, you mean like the new kitchen? The new kitchen. You, you don't, don't get to see the new kitchen. No. Yeah, because probably <laughs> this movie didn't have like the budget the movie to, and, build to build this kitchen spectacular kitchen. It's the too movie, much money. Yeah, the, the kitchen costs two hundred million dollars. The movie ends on the first day of building the kitchen. Yeah, in the rain. <laughs> I think, <laughs> which I guess is maybe she was setting up a sequel. Well, I mean, it's maybe symbolic of like building a new relationship. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, for Nancy, and we, I'm sure we've talked about this, but you know, like. Uh, she's got Final Cut in all her movies. Mm-hmm. She's been in Hollywood for a zillion years, so she knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think she's regarded as a a pretty gentle, quiet director. Like, she doesn't yell or boss people around. She's her on set demeanor is pretty ca- calm. You you want to? Is that what you've me? heard? I hear, and I don't say this in a negative way. And it's the thing I will continue. I'm to talk reading about from a, a big New York Times article right now that's talking about this, but it might be a little softball. From people I know who have worked with her, and I speak mostly from the crew side. I don't know if I've talked to any actors who have worked with her. Um, she is kind of like the female David Fincher. Okay. Even if she's common so like demeanor. Again, again, again. Super meticulous, super repetitive, oh, super sure. slow. Um, Which I think drives some people crazy. I heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Spill some tea. No, but th- this is... and Like, literally, I have no idea if this is true, but I heard she has, like, more cones in her eyes than most people do and that she can see shades of beige that no one else can see that is <laughs> incredible and i think it's true and that she's very particular about what beige is yes is on screen well that's like a thing with her is she's apparently just super meticulous about like all the sort of nancy myers excess that everyone writes off is very very deliberate and yeah. like like insanely vetted for her in terms of every sweater Oh, every yeah. croissant. Oh, yeah. You know, every she, like pan. Right. She's known every, for every her obsessive wine. micromanagerial attention to detail. Takes two movie, two years for her to make a movie, which is mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Whoa. Her um, shoots go way, way her over. shoots are long and then her post-production, I think, is also like yeah. pretty labor intensive. But her budgets are very big and a yes. lot of that is that she always goes over. She obsessed for two days over my makeup in a scene, says Steve Martin. She Whoa. thought it looked too light. You know, speaking to uh, your like where she's like, Bring her weird Terminator vision and yeah, then zooming her, in. Which are things when like people share stories like that about David Fincher or like Stanley Kubrick or whoever, people mm-hmm. go, like, God, look at what a true artist they are. It's true. And when she does this, people roll their eyes and go, like, why right. can't she just get on with it? And I think it speaks to like this genre not being taken as seriously. Right. And also like putting that level of beige attention to not detail. Being taken as seriously. Beige is really <laughs> there's beige eraser going on. Um, <laughs> well, but you're talking about vague, uh, beige. I mean, that Steve Martin quote is kind of telling because half the cast in this movie is like really orange. Like, yes. This is a bronzed oh. cast. Like a- Alec Baldwin is Alec Baldwin is very, a, he's bronze for a sure. deep orange. Yeah. A rich sort of like ochre. Well, no, that's not. Lake Bell, too, is pretty. Yes. Uh, and like, yeah, then Lake Bell is like, yeah. 
I, I, I don't, I don't want to say Lake Bell is more. like, she's the woman who does not fit in the world. That's right. true. She's, two orange even. With, two her, orange. With, with her son, Pedro. <laughs> yeah. who, dismissed Pedro. from the movie, too. Yes. Summarily dismissed. We don't see her leave it. Yeah, I mean, dishonorably we, we, discharged. What do you from mean? The film? We don't see her like break up with Alec Baldwin or oh, anything. Oh, like, yeah, she doesn't I know. get. And I think partly because uh, they want it to be mysterious whether she they, dumped him or he dumped her. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I also think them getting into an argument is something she doesn't want to depict. Well, like that's too much negativity for a Nancy Myers thing, movie. This she, article too much conflict. Conflict. She, she yeah. liked to see the. All of the like that scene where she Lake Bell watches them dancing and she knows it's right like, that's enough that's enough because you don't want to see them screaming or crying or anything in between I guess but they have the like cry not not with Lake Bell but the um the crying scene with the kids all three of them in the bed sure right sure. but that's and, like that's her kind of scene right right, right where everyone's gonna be okay but no she like says sniffling she's in she says in know? this article like she her <laughs> friends will tell her to avoid sad movies yeah like they'll know like no nancy she can't, can't deal with that one. really like if it's too like wrenching or yeah. dramatic like she doesn't love that that's not her vibe here, here uh, are my my two things i want to throw in as to like why she's able to get big stars to do this right first of all at a certain point, she establishes a track record. Right. Sure. Yeah, she makes Where it's money. Like, I mean, this is a kind of film. She takes care of movie stars. Yeah. She shows a different side. But I also read so many interviews with older movie stars where they're like, yeah, I guess my career is kind of over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're Robert De Niro. You still make like six movies a year. What do you mean? And he's just like, yeah, I'm not number one on the call sheet anymore. I never get to get the girl in movies. Right. And these people who got used to at a younger age being the sexy one, the exciting one, the plot driver, right. the romantic lead. Never get over when they lose that. Right. And she's one person who still kind of writes roles where that happens. Yeah. Because you look at like Jack Nicholson on either side of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like anger management. Right. Where he's just the guy torturing Adam Sandler. Right. And the bucket list where it's just like an old man buddy comedy. Uh-huh. And I think he's probably like, great, I get to romance people again. Right. You know? like and, and for like Diane Keaton, it's like I get to be like sexy again. Yeah. Um, but I also know that, like Alec Baldwin, you can just imagine was just like, oh, a movie that presents me as a sex object again, right? And I right. don't have but, to change my body. Yeah, but the the thing is, it's still, I can't think of another movie where Alec Baldwin has to admit on screen that yeah. he is fat. He right. says that word, but that's like the crazy magic. And like trick. that's what she's getting out of him. Right? He'll do like, that because wow. she still presents him as a sexual figure. Yeah, yeah. In a movie where he's a joke, I don't think he would ever no. let. Then right. make a fat joke about him. Mm. But as long as he's getting action, you right. know? Um, the other thing is, I believe Meryl Streep has said in an interview that It's Complicated is the only movie where she was ever paid her quote. Yeah. Well. Everyone gets paid. What do you, or at least what the do first you, one. What, what makes a quote a quote if it? I agree with you. If you don't get paid it. I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, my agents have a quote that they throw out. Okay. And for years and years and years, I was obviously like a well-regarded actress, but not a box office draw. Right, and she would rarely make films that might be, you know, she would she would make your serious Oscar movies rather than your right your your money making and your if guaranteed she money made makers. a broader I movie see. like River Wild or yeah. uh, uh, what you call it uh, Death Becomes Her, yeah. I think it was seen as so outside of her like wheelhouse, right? That they were like, well, we're not going to pay you as much as someone who is uh-huh. proven in this genre. I just saw Death Becomes Her again. It's, it's so good. That's it's really a wild. Good. It is so yes, good. It is, good. it is so fucking good. Also, the effects in that movie totally hold. Great, I, great I agree. Stunning I looking. I love that movie. Yes. Well, um, anyway. But but she said, I, I mean, I think she was paid like $20 million for this movie. Because mm. this is like Damn. the sort of pinnacle of the Meryl, like, uh, 
uh, midlife comedies. Yeah. Where it's like she starts doing like Devil Wears Prada like reinvents her as mm-hmm. like a comedy leading lady. That's like her first big That's blockbuster hit. Yes. As she just had like Meryl made above a, the title. She had made Prime in 05, which is sort of like an attempt at this kind of a movie, but right. it, that doesn't really go anywhere. But her then, joke, like she got saddled with the same kind of thing Catherine Hepburn got saddled with, where they were like, oh, she's box office poison. And it's like, she's never box office poison. She just never was a bankable movie star. Mm-hmm. She always was prestige. She was always a great actress. Some right. of her movies were hits. Right. But she never was like an A-list audience draw. Right. And well, then so, Devil Wears Prada transitions into Julie and Julia. Both well, no, of those no, no, are... No, that's this year. So, oh, Mamma yeah. Mia in between. Yeah. So it's uh, evening and rendition and lines for lambs in 07 where she's being more serious again and everyone's like, Meh, you know, Clearly boring. stuff she filmed before people knew Devil Wears Prada was Mama going to be Mia, Right. Is 08. Huge. Huge. Uh, this and Doubt is 08. Mm-hmm. That's another Oscar. Also, if you look at, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt your thing, but um, like you look at Meryl's IMDb, there are so many movies where she sings in them. Yes, she loves singing. Clearly, she's a nice singer. Mm. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) I said nice, not good. To be clear, no. I I don't know. It's a little like it's crazy how much she sings for someone who's not great at singing. Uh, how do you feel about Mamma Mia, the first I Mama don't Mia. like it. I'm you don't sorry. Like it. Have you it's seen the fine. second one? I have not seen the second one. The first Mamma Mia, in my opinion, is sort of like, you know, if you sat down, it is a bad movie. It's, it's poorly bad. made. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and it makes no sense. And it literally does the same musical sequence twice, which has always driven me crazy. Where they're <laughs> kicking on the dock. <laughs> like, they do it to, like, one, another time. <laughs> I recently had to confess this to longtime sister Romilly Newman, uh-huh. where that movie is like, her vision board is just this period of Meryl Streep comedies. Sure, like all sure, her sure. life in right. are just these Meryl Streep characters. Right. She either wants to live in Santa Barbara or Greece. Right. Yes. Run a hotel or yes. renovate a kitchen. Like right, whatever right. it is. And, and you had to be like, Mommy is kind of bad. I had to admit to her, this was a really tough conversation right. that I had never made it through the original Mommy because oh, wow. I you find that even... movie unbearable. I see, yeah. I don't. I, My argument with Mommy mm-hmm. is that Meryl kind of saves it because when she shows she's so all over the top and silly. She's just like, just don't worry about it. Like, this is silly. Like, we're having fun. And you just sort of, like, have to buy in. I, I find I her do. fun in that movie. I think that movie is so <laughs> aesthetically garish. It it's literally hurts me to watch it. The sequel is way better made. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I'm sorry, but so, go ahead. Maybe I should see the sequel. That's, I don't that's know. my argument. That's what well, I was winding the up. The sequel well, is kind of insane because you're like, there's no reason for this right. to exist right. at all. Like, right. It, the, the story is complete. I, I will say I'm c- curious what the story is of the sequel. It's, it's crazy. It's Godfather <laughs> Part Two. Uh-huh. Yes, it's it literally is. It is. here's the child taking over right. the narrative. Right. And but then also with, here's right. the rise to power of how Meryl got the hotel. <laughs> that's that's actually a God, hot that's take. Yeah. That's a good take. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's Godfather Two. They literally pitched it as that. That's hotel. not my take. They pitched it as Godfather Part Two. Because the bit was they had asked Richard Curtis for years, can you come up with a Mamma Mia sequel? And he couldn't. And his daughter said, You should do Godfather Part Two. Right. You should do young Meryl. Yeah. Rise to power along with right. young daughter taking well, over the family young. business. Wow. It literally is. They just ripped it off. But so in 09, yes, she's in Julie and Julia, yeah. which is her Oscar nomination for the year Big over hit. this. Right. Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox, which she's actually pretty great in. I think she's great in that. And yeah. uh, and this. Yeah. yeah. She has a pretty hot 09. Well, so, yeah. I mean, to your point, what's a quote if it is never actually met? 
But I think it was her agents would always say, like, this is how Meryl, how much Meryl gets. And they would go, we're not going to pay her that much. And they'd go back to Meryl and she'd go, yeah, I want to do it anyway. But right. also, She said she just wasn't stubborn about meeting that. Right. And Nancy Myers was the only person who ever said, like, yeah, I'll pay that. Right. However much it was, 15 or 20. Probably 15. Yeah. 20 seems just, like, very few people get 20, even at that point. But I think even for serious actors, it's like, there, there is an ego stroke here. Mm-hmm. And they know that the movie is just about them. Right. Like, there's no greater machinery. There are mm-hmm. no special effects. There's no larger story. Right. It's like Taylor making, trying to use their personas, right. give them their last, like, golden age, like, performance. <laughs> I love her earlier comedy period. The, like, She-Devil, Postcards from the Edge, Defending Your Life, right. Death Becomes Her. Like, I like that as well. She's really, and then she sort of just wasn't doing comedies for a while. Well, because if you look back and at the And she reviews, does that 90s run of like all kind of Oscar-y dramas. Like Marvin's Room. Right. The like really weepy stuff. One true thing. Yeah. Like, uh, some of which are very good, but they're like really torrid mm-hmm. sort of emotional dramas. Uh, if you look back at the reviews from that comedy period, the 80s to 90s period, right. all the, the they're general all obsessed consensus with calling her out. Yeah. is well, here it is. Meryl can't do comedy. Right. We found the one thing she can't do. Why does she keep making comedy? She's good right. in those movies. Death Becomes Her, you look at the reviews and they're like, Goldie just runs circles yeah. around her. It's so clear That's that Meryl crazy. can't do People really had I to mean, Goldie was amazing. I'm not yes. saying that. Yeah, 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 but it, they kept on dinging her for all these movies going like, She-Devil, we found the one thing that Meryl can't do. She's not funny. I think wow. she's great in all those movies. She so is. I think she also- Defending Your Life is amazing. Once she Defending had this like, run of- Oh, yes. Defending Your Life is a fucking jam. But, uh, it is. It's a fucking jam. It's a fu- it slaps. Uh, also, it's, pretty much is what I think happens when you die. 100%. Oh, it. God. That'd be so great. Brooks, nailed it. I, yeah. Throw myself off a bridge tomorrow if that's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. All I want is when I I'm die joking. to have an intense conversation with Rip Torn. And, <laughs> and, and to Meryl. examine whether you lived your life through love or fear. Yeah, we're also movie people. So that, like, that premise is great where it's like, oh, man, they cut my life into like a good like reel. <laughs> um... But this is, yeah, this is her, she's fun. This is her fun period. And she's working with the twin titans of like female filmmaking, comedy, like Nora Ephron and Nancy Myers in the same year, who she'd never worked with before. She'd done Heartburn, but Nora didn't direct that. Right, wrote that. Um, And uh, and, uh, it's it's a hell of a year for her. And then she wins an Oscar two years later. Her third Oscar. She's so weird that that's Iron Lady. Because almost all of these comedy performances now hold up better than the Iron Lady. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right. It's complicated. It's complicated. Um, um, yeah. I mean, there's the other thing we should talk about, which Auburn. is uh, you, you got two actors mm. who then go on to host the Oscars together right after this movie comes out. Yep. What, what, what are you Baldwin referring? and Steve Martin hosted the Oscars together. Like, oh. As like a weird sort of nod to this movie where they're like, yeah, like two you months loved after. them and it's complicated. <laughs> so uh, three months later, <laughs> yeah. Like, but they like announced it before the movie came out and I think they were selling the idea that like these guys are going to be a great comedy duo. And then they have funny one too scene because, together and they're just like angry at each other. And also like Steve Martin's yeah. character is not comedic really. In at this. all. I, I had forgotten how straight he is in this movie. Yeah, like he's ag- think, aggressively like, muted in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Baldwin is kind of very big. He's going yes. huge yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it, the whole thing's very odd. Okay, so this, this movie, it's complicated, aka Untitled Nancy Myers Comedy. <laughs> sure. This was the first of the two Nancy Myers movies that I auditioned for. Oh, yep. wow. I auditioned, I think, four times. For The Sun? Uh, 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 for Hunter uh. Parrish's role? No, it, this is a good story. Wait, hold on. And, Wait, uh, before you tell me, I need to think about the movie, and I need to know who you well, auditioned. No, you're not going to be able to get it. This is the twist <laughs> of the story. 
Oh, and when it doesn't I met, exist. When I met Jordan Firstman, uh-huh. a friend, a writer yes. on your series, uh, we bonded over the fact that we both had this same weird audition process for this movie. There was a set piece that was supposed to be at the beginning of the film, and they're setting up how lonely she is, uh-huh. where her, like, Rita Wilson, Mary Kay plays right. uh, Allie that, Wentworth. That right. whole friend group also only appears twice in the movie. And you feel like yes. they're going to constantly <laughs> be the home base. You, you yeah, think, it's a Jerry Maguire, Bonnie be like, Hunts group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think they're going I'm, I'm like, what do you, but what do the girls think about because <laughs> they set them up as like the the sort of barometer. There like, has to be there has to be like yeah. s- scenes on the cutting room floor, oh, for right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, th- there's probably but, the first cut of this movie is probably six hours long. <laughs> God. Anyway, there's but that scene. Should have kept at least one more. Anyway, yes, where Rita Wilson is it the scene where Rita Wilson says like, "Do you want to go on a date with this Match.com guy I didn't like?" I believe. So would that have been you? I read no. the whole script at the time. The premise was that <laughs> she starts going on online dates. She right. has a conversation with a guy. They really bond. She shows up and the guy's like 19 years old. Right. Younger. I think he's in high school. Right. And they wouldn't stop doing castings for this kid. They couldn't find the kid. <laughs> and I like went in twice. Then they fired the casting director. Oh. Hired a new casting director. She brought me in. Right. I went in two times for that. Yeah. I know so many people who went in for it. They finally, after like six months... Like, they were, like, the film wasn't being shot because, like, not just because of this character, but she's so, her casting process are so extended. Yeah. That they'll just keep the production office open and go, like, we're pushing back another three weeks. We got to find the kid. Oh, my God. And then they cast uh, Daryl Sabara from Spy Kids, shot the sequence, and cut it out. Wow. But it was, like, so much sort of hand-wringing over finding this kid for this one, like, six-minute scene. Yeah. That was funny. It was, like, a funny—it was more of a conventional comedy movie yeah. setup where it's, like, oh, here's an awkward date with a, a 17-year-old that you can't relate to. Yeah. Who's now super uncomfortable and awkward. Mm-hmm. But cut the whole thing out. Um, but I remember uh, reading this and not having any sense of— uh, because I know they it was like I think they're going out to like Steve Martin Baldwin and it was like they could kind of toss up these guys and have either one play either character right. playing into their comedic I guess so types sure and then having one guy cast against type right um, but I just remember reading the script going like what the, when does something happen in this movie <laughs> um, well what's interesting about this movie there's many things that are interesting mm-hmm. Is that it kind of just starts with them, their divorce. Mm-hmm. Like it does the joke where they're you're talking, like, you're like, yeah. oh, they're married. And then you realize, like, like, oh, no, oh, he's, no, he's, he's got, got like the Belle. young woman. Oh, boy. And she's just got to put up with it at their yeah. Santa Barbara high society beachside. I don't know. Is that where they are? I, I'm, I kept being like, is this Connecticut or is this? It's Santa Barbara. But how come? How come the, they go to New York for the college? Yeah, and the daughter drives two hours well i guess she's i guess <laughs> well she's in la is my guess right the daughter has moved to la okay and santa barbara is like a two-hour drive from la uh-huh i um, guess so uh i went to santa barbara for a wedding that's the only time i've ever been to well, santa barbara. it's funny because i was like is this connecticut but it's a spanish house sure. <laughs> like, I was like, so the one place the spaniards landed in connecticut <laughs> Like what's happening? Um, and but you never see them being mad at each other. No, Meryl and Alec. There's no, no tension ever. And I, when they're getting Until to later in the in movie affair, and right, they start yeah. to fall apart again, you're like, yeah. I kind of wish we knew that he was a jerk before. Even though we're supposed to just get it, 
Because right. the kids there's say just nothing to like, hold on to. Right. This is crazy because you used to not be able to be in the same room together. Yeah. And yeah. like, whereas in the movie when Baldwin's like, let's just go for it. And he's being really nice. You're like, I mean. Why not? Yeah. He's being <laughs> nice. And he's rich. <laughs> like, it's also because like, this the is the central premise of the film as much right. as it has a hook. Who is going to start watching the movie and fall for them being together? Right. Like fall for that misdirect of yeah. like you think they're a couple until Lake Bell enters. I right. The, the, if you know anything about the movie, you know they're divorced. The yeah. whole premise of the movie is I, she slept yeah. without Baldwin. Uh oh. Right. Like, well, you know, uh-huh. having an affair. Like, you know, that's uh-huh. the poster. Yeah. Right. Um also I just want to point out that there's a part where Zoe Kazan that has a dig at Agnes, which by the way, that name Agnes for Agnes, a for young twenty Bell. something. Yeah. Very strange choice. <laughs> yeah. It's like not not right. Um uh she she's like, yeah, well, at least Agnes is cooking now, like or something like says yeah. she's really <laughs> obsessed with Agnes's like kitchen. Yeah, shit. she's yeah. like Agnes can't cook. God, like, she needs to she's cook for you, Zoe Kazan. Go cook your own meals. Yeah, you can't. I haven't seen you cook. Yeah, exactly. What is Zoe yeah. Kazan doing? Um, Fucking nothing. Right, you <laughs> ignoring her mother. Yes. Yeah. There is something uh, interesting about how Nancy Myers sort of like weaponizes like the sort of housekeeping. Yeah. That can be reductive in terms of like how most female characters are portrayed. Where it's like, I am so on Lake Bell's side in this movie because she's got to compete with Nancy uh, with uh, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep right. who well, can just like cough out a chocolate croissant you know what I mean it has this like perfect home where she's just bringing out like roast birds out of the fridge like it's nothing you know well also though I I, because of course when I whenever I like watch it I wanted to know about Nancy Meyer's life a little bit I didn't get (laughs) too deep into it I just went to her Wikipedia page which is a lot shorter than I would hope for it to be but um, Nancy's middle name is Jane. Nancy which Jane is, Myers. Which is Jane, Jane Anders, right? Yeah, Jane yeah. something. Adler or Adler, yeah. Um uh and so I found that interesting and Nancy is divorced. Yes. Uh she broke up with her husband, uh Charles Shire. Who was her yes. filmmaking partner? On the years, set years. of the parent trap. Whoa. And uh, it was extremely she references it with like great uh discomfort and sorrow. Like it's yeah. like that it was so public. And like, that was her first time directing a film on her own. Before that, she always wrote the films and he directed them and he mm-hmm. was sort of more the public face of their mm-hmm. collaborative relationship. Uh, I remember reading this script knowing just that bare minimum and being like, this has to be about her divorce, right? Right. This has to be about her relationship. Yeah. She clearly slept with Charles Shire again. Yeah. And and then just you wrote this so? movie. I kind of think so. Or, or yeah. it's either that or that's her fantasy of, uh, it's, yes. it's her, it's because all her movies are such fantasy fulfillment of right. like, first of all, can you own a bakery and have a house like that? Can you be a playwright and have a yeah. house in the Hamptons? Like, that's from something's got to give. Right. Anyway, um, yeah. No, you're right. Though, like, right. Where there's no things, questions of how do they pay the rent? Yeah. Like, like yeah. they, it's just everything is perfect. The like lead woman is a perfect woman, right. but just can't like the men can't. I don't know. Aren't quite appreciating her for how perfect she is, and she's too like yes, she's too modest to pursue. Right. Sure. sure. <laughs> which, which was, I mean, so. certainly a thing that used to drive me crazy about her movies was like the sense of like, oh, these are like rules of the game without satire. Like they're just yeah. about this upper class of like <laughs> yeah. courtesans who just have like trivial champagne problems and yeah. seemingly have infinite resources and, and live the, in their beautiful bubble. Literally, the the women are the best at what they do. Right. And, and, and the men are successful without being very smart. Without yeah. any 
real <laughs> skills. Yeah, yeah nothing. They got nothing. Right. Oh, I mean, man. there's there's so but much also, interesting. Like, that is our country. Like yes. that's the thing when I watch yeah. this movie, I'm like, are you trying to tell me like an Alec Baldwin like doesn't exist? Like that's that's oh. ever, like that's them. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and she depicts these characters pretty accurately. Correct. This is a very honest movie, I think. Well, the uh, the Baldwin stuff, especially. Yes, Meryl. She's there's a little rose tinting with her whole beautiful perfect life. I do think it's interesting. I mean, they sort of say it's it's one of these things where they just like offhand reference to the past that was messier than what we have right. on this movie. Right. right. But that when they were together, she was in catering. And it sounds like sure. her career was a little more bootstrappy. Right. Oh, it, that's the backstory? They, I missed it's that? It's like one line. It's okay. literally like three lines offhand where they're talking about why their marriage fell apart. Right. And he's like, you were never present. You were always like freaking out about the next catering gig. <laughs> And so I wonder if this sort of like <laughs> her starting her weird like mini West Coast Dean and DeLuca empire that right. she seems to have now. Right. Because her place is like but isn't half, it, empi- it like, seems like it's just one bakery. Right. Anyway, go on. It's but it like seems very successful bakery. and is like made Literally. out of marble, yes. you know. Yeah. It's like a coliseum of like <laughs> pastries. It's insane. Um, but it seems like she's become more successful now. Right. She's doing great. Right. And it's like was she catering off of this company or my my inference after I got divorce. Right, was after wow. the divorce she became more sort of ambitious. California used divorce that money. laws. Right. You know, she's getting a, a check. She from probably the, used Alec. that money yeah. to to buy her own right. place. You know, start her own business rather sure. than just being a, a party caterer. And it's fine. I mean, everyone's rich enough here. So. Right. But why, when she was married, could she not? He not? I don't know. And also now, when the movie <laughs> anyway. starts, her business is kind yeah. of on autopilot. Like all you yeah. ever see is her just walk in and go like, croissants yeah. looking good. She never <laughs> fucking goes to work. Never. One time, yeah, she's like, "Can you check on table five? I'm like, "What? Why? What's yeah. happening at table five? <laughs> right. Nothing's happening. I promise." <laughs> She'll just walk well, she through. Does have, she does have an apron on, and yeah. and she's of course forgotten her appointment with. Steve right. Martin again. She's so that forgetful. Is, oh. The only time they show her at work is when she has to realize that she needs to leave work to yeah. go see Steve this Martin. This is also yeah. the, one of those movies made in that like three-year window of the utter domination of the BlackBerry, like before everyone <laughs> yeah. has iPhones, yes. when everyone's glued to their yeah. fucking BlackBerry. She yes. tells Zoe because they had to stop looking at her BlackBerry so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, there's a line where um, John Krasinski, whose name is Harley, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> which I think is yeah, funny. It's true. Harl's. Harl's. She tries that out. She at tries Harl's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krasinski, in my opinion, <laughs> secret star of the movie, best performance in the movie. Well, yeah, he. I mean, also that was peak. Like, uh, was the peak, office just he can ending, just make a face or, yeah. and it's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he like, I he has to say. What does he have to say? <sighs> I wrote it down. Hold on. The, this is the period where it's I. Not, think- it's not that exciting. This is I'm the period so where I think they were This is four years into the office. Right. Like, they're explicitly grooming John Krasinski to yes. try to be the next like romantic comedy Tom Hanks. Oh, right. It's the Zoe Kazan is like, will you help me? It's also like unclear what their relationship is uh-huh. until and you're like, oh, okay, he's not a brother, but it takes he's a like while to part of the family, yeah. kind of. They're all very on the same page. But uh-huh. she's like, Can you help me with my boxes into the car or whatever? And he's like, You know it. And it, she to, calls to him make a gangsta, that, I believe. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know it. And he's trying so hard to find a way to make that authentic to himself. And <laughs> he's just like, I'm like, you're doing a good job. It's he's okay. doing a lot of work in this movie. And it feels he's like excellent in that this movie. was the pipeline they were trying to put him on. Was like, he's right. going to graduate to being the romantic lead of a Nancy Myers movie someday. Right. 
He's too young to be one of her protagonists. Right. But this is him working out in this genre. Uh, uh, like a year or two after this, he does Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed, which is, I guess, the closest he has to a major rom-com play. But yeah. he's not the romantic lead in that. And the no, premise is that. No, but isn't he kind of the secret what's, romantic what's lead? Something like bo- Something Borrowed it's is... It's uh, Jennifer Goodwin, Kate, Kate Hudson. Hudson, and... Um, some other fucking guy. Yeah. Colin Egglesfield. Yes, that's exactly yes, who yeah, it is. Yeah. But it was based on a trilogy of books, and each of the books has a different character's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like what Jennifer Goodwin steals Kate Hudson's boyfriend, starts having an affair with him. They're engaged, and Kate Hudson's been the alpha in their relationship the whole time. She's been the nerdy mm-hmm. best friend. Right. Um, oh, I want to see this. And John Krasinski. <laughs> Some people is, really love it's this. It's kind of good. Richard Lawson yeah. is often argued that this is like one of the most underrated movies of the and year. And that Kate Hudson should have gotten an Oscar nomination, yeah, yeah. which I, I kind of wow. think is correct. Oh my God. It's it's a pretty interesting <laughs> movie. But Kate Hudson plays like the clear villainess of the film. And uh John Krasinski is their like snarky best friend right. who like does the like commentary mm-hmm. on like, oh, so you're saying this is gonna this now? But then the setup is they signed him to a three-picture deal. Like, it was a big deal when they announced him in this because it was like he would be the co-lead of the second one. Because the second one is him ending up with Kate Hudson. And both of them are sort of supporting, like, he's supporting comic relief. She's supporting villain role. Yeah. And then they were going to be the romantic leads in the next one, and it didn't happen. They were going to do something blue? Is that, like— Correct. Interesting. It's something borrowed, something blue, and then something new or whatever. Something Something new is a movie. I know. That's what it was. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, this year he was also in A Way We Go, mm-hmm. where he, another movie where you're just, I, I was very irritated at the, the wealth on display because the end of the movie is when they realize their whole movie. Have you seen A Way We Go? No. Oh, yes, yes. With uh, yeah, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. You yeah. know, the whole movie is like, they're like, where should we live? Ugh. Like, oh my God. And they like go all over the world. And then at the end, she's like, you know, my family owns a home that is empty that we could live in. And I they're know. like, that's where we'll live. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's I know. what we call a first draft idea. <laughs> oh my God. Why would you go on the trip before thinking of that house? That unoccupied house. And like there's this metaphor where it's like she's accepting that her fa- her dad is dead or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But like right. I at that point I'm so furious with them like that they haven't revealed. It's this. so ridiculous. That, that's another interesting thing about this movie is that this comes out the year after the uh, financial crisis, like the complete well, economy right. I guess that's maybe why the knives were out for Nancy on this yes. one a little bit. Because it just felt like, how right. dare you? You're how dancing dare. on our graves, you know? <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah, but to go also back to the ending of It's Complicated mm-hmm. and right. it's raining on the first day of their of building the house. Right. I'm And, uh, you know, before it was like, oh, this is probably... The whole, like, you don't get to see the kitchen because it's probably a, like, metaphor for sure. starting a new whatever. Right. And it's raining because it didn't start out. And he's like, you know, they say that. That's good luck. That's good luck. Right. So. Yeah, the, <laughs> the actual. mess, the crazy mess they were yeah. in. Also, nothing. She never, like, wins him over. Again. Like, he's just, like, upset that whatever he she had this relationship with him and then he goes away and then he just ends up showing up for the first day of yes. building the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, it's like he like it's psychically not, he never was like she had a nice conversation with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> she never was like, hey, listen. He just like, shows up right. and he's like, oh, I'm over it. Right, the hinge, like, or whatever, the final thing in the movie is like, mm-hmm. is he going to show up or will he pass it off to his partner at the firm? Right, because she walks out, thinks, oh, he isn't here and then he appears from directly oh, behind the guy's back. But also they don't, like, really like set that up enough to be like no is he coming or not like yeah. it's not like the will he be there on the Brooklyn Bridge moment it's the but they yes. walk off like it's fucking Casablanca and he's like you know what I 
would really go for is a chocolate croissant. Right. And everyone else is still standing around that table being like, what we are we supposed to, to do? He didn't give us directions. This is, we're on the it's clock It's fucking here. raining. It's fucking raining. We're in a tent. We're in a tarp. It's raining like, in Santa Barbara. It never rains in it, Santa Barbara. The, the Santa cleansing Barbara rains have come also, to finally you, reboot her life. The rain is like, it, there, there's so much sunshine. Mm-hmm. With yes. the rain that's falling. <laughs> well, because Nancy Myers can never have a dark scene. It always has to be light, even when it's evening. <laughs> this film was mostly shot in New York, where I think she shoots all her movies. Yeah. Except for like the exteriors they'd like right. deign to go to California. She does a lot of upstate New York stuff. Um and uh so let's uh yeah, so what the premise, yeah, we know the fucking premise. Right. She's divorced. Right. They have their three beautiful Aryan children. Yeah. Oh, uh, Hunter so Parrish is like the final insult where you're like, okay, so and Caitlin Fitzgerald. Okay. And then you're like, <laughs> then he shows up and you're like, him too. God. They're the blondest fucking Cherubs. kids. And yeah. it's weird because Meryl is blonde, but you don't think of her being blonde in that way. No, yeah. You don't think of her no. as like a, right, like yeah. a, a quote right. unquote blonde lady. Yeah. Right. And as you Just said, like, it is fair hair. Insane yeah. bullshit that there is no Baldwin in those. Kids. One of no. these kids should be kind of hairy right. or like you know, sort of big bones. You want you want a bear of the family. Like, even yeah. young Baldwin is a hairy guy. Yes, yeah, like that's part of his. He was sort of a, a masculine, you know. He was always symbol. like thick. Like Daddy was thick even before he got bearish. You know, <laughs> Daddy was thick. I don't know, Daddy Baldwin. I'm thinking of young Baldwin, and he wasn't. I wouldn't. He was never fat. He well, was like a. He was very muscular and yes, yes. But he had like he had like a big bones. I would say he he used to be very trim. But if you look mm-hmm. at like shirtless like Knott's Landing photos or what have you, look. There are two things everyone knows about of, um, Alec Baldwin. What one is that? Daddy's thick. <laughs> two is that he's got a famously chill temperament. <laughs> uh, I you might not know this, so I'll just let. He's also um, been on Saturday Night Live. That's a joke you did to me yesterday. What, he hosted like once? Uh, more than once, I think. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Anyway. I, w- I will never get over the fact that he has, by the time this episode comes out, maybe <laughs> won two Emmys as supporting actor for a TV show he's well, ostensibly not on. That's the thing. Because when you, yeah, this this movie is like the peak of his his comeback career. Right. Where first he's like, he gets the Oscar nomination of the cooler. Like, you're like, oh, Alec Baldwin's funny and he's fat now. Right. And then he does 30 Rock and everyone loves 30 Rock. And yeah, he wins. Wins Emmys and SAGs and Golden Globes. Wins all the things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, well, he won an Emmy this year. Yeah. Uh, oh, nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Um, I'm so sorry. Can I use the bathroom? Yeah, use <laughs> yes, the bathroom. Yes. We'll just talk about Alec Baldwin okay. for like five more minutes. <laughs> ding dong. Ding oh. dong. Ding dong. Griffin, get the door. All right, all right, okay. all right. Hold your horses. Oh, my God. What is it this time? David, it's that thing floating around us, it looks familiar, but but slimmer. Oh, my God. It's Slimer on a diet. What is it? He's putting on a little chef hat. I hate this. <laughs> go on, go on, please. Yes, what's he doing? Oh my God, he's taking out his meal. It's like <laughs> Slimer has become some sort of green chef. He looks healthier. He looks more wholesome, high quality. How does your brain work? I just see what's happening around me. 
and I, I observe and report, David. It's almost a, like Slimer's a, been sustainably sourced. Yeah, it's like now like a slim, hot, like Slimer is daddy now. Well, it's funny that Slimer showed up because this week our sponsor is Green Chef. I'm much oh. like Slimer. A Green Chef is yeah. sponsoring our show. It, the USDA certified organic company that gives you everything you need to cook delicious meals you can feel good about. Yeah, he looks like he's about. feeling great. He's having an awesome party time. He's wagging his tongue about. Well, much like Slimer. <laughs> Do you think he uses onion? He is the onion head ghost, isn't he? I'm looking he at him onions. right now. Chop it up liberally, though. I mean, you know, like not liberally, sure. judiciously, I would say. Uh, well, how does that Green Chef works? Okay, they got recipes that are quick and easy, step-by-step instructions, chef tips, photos, you know, easy little readout card. There's a wide variety of organic ingredients and imaginative new recipes. <laughs> oh, Slimer like that. He's rubbing his slimy belly. Well, it's not really a belly anymore, though. His slimy abs. He's got some abs. Uh, everything's handpicked to deliver right to your door. Everything's pre-measured and prepped. So you, it's really literally like you don't even have to chop an onion half the time. Like it's just a bag with chopped onions in it. And it's like super fresh. Yeah. I cooked some uh, cumin spice steak. My with God. cheesy potatoes and a slimer salivating and salad. Mm. Um, I, I went for the gluten free menu. My girlfriend can't eat gluten. So it's very like you can pick various uh, things like that. Slimer um, is telling me right now. Oh, he's paleo. paleo slimer is right. paleo. You can go vegan or That's vegetarian. How he got so swole. You can go keto, gluten free, omnivore, carnivore. <laughs> like you pick one of the menu types and then they will they will send you stuff. Uh, so the chefs design these great recipes. They send all the ingredients to you. And they send you all this USDA certified organic food. And um, it's really easy to use. Yeah, I mean, look at him. hes I've never seen him this relaxed in his life. Yeah, relaxed. That's how he feels. <laughs> uh, so Green Chef, um, its I had a great time with it. I mean, Slimer seems to be having a ball. And blank check, listeners, for uh-huh. $50 off your first box of Green hey, Chef. Slimer, focus up. This might be relevant to you. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, you can go uh-huh. to greenchef.us slash check. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, for $50 off for your first box, you can go to greenchef.us slash check. Oh, Slimer is reaching into his back. Oh, he's pulling out a checkbook and he's writing a check. To you, Dave. No, he didn't Slimer. get that. The promo code is check. The promo code is check, Slimer. Greenchef.us slash check. You can get $50 off your first box of Green Chef. It is really convenient and easy and extremely delicious. Uh, well, thank you for visiting us, Slimer. Uh, I will say he looks much better. He seems like he's in good spirits. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Ben, I think maybe we should get some wet wipes, though, because he left quite a mess in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got slimed. <laughs> you know? The Slimer gunner in here. The Ecto Goop. All right, fine. When I'm watching this movie, mm-hmm. perhaps this is unfair to Baldwin, but this is why I brought up Saturday Night Live. I can't not think about Tony Curtis. Like, I mean, oh, uh, not Tony Curtis, uh, Tony Bennett. His Tony Bennett impression. Oh, 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 that makes more sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was the like, Tony, Tony Curtis, Curtis thing I was trying to track. Thing. No, I can't. Like, when he's doing, like, fun. Ben, go help her. Uh, when he's doing like fun Alec Baldwin in this movie where he's like, let's dance. or I'm yeah. just like almost immediately. I'm like, he's just like an inch away from Tony Bennett. This feels very weird now. Us talking without Ben here in the room. Let's just talk. And our guest. What do you think of my great point? Yeah, it's a good point. What's, oh, what's new with you? What's going on in your life? 
Uh, well, I'm going to Toronto soon. Right, I mean, so not to give away when we're recording right, this, but yeah. you know, we're sort of giving it away. Anyway. Things up, yeah. Yeah, we're getting things in order. Yeah, Sir Violet's got a TV show to make, which I've told her no one should do, but she doesn't listen to me. Is it new season of Search Party? Is that new what season of Search Party? Yeah. Season three of Search Party. She's usually LA based. Uh, cool, yeah. cool. But that shoots here, right? Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, but they're, they're it's a, a week, New York show. A week away from filming. Well, you one could say that New York is sort of the sixth friend on Search Party. Uh, what's up with you? How's your back? Uh, it's it's okay. Uh, I I found uh, something out, which I you know Ben might have to cut this out when he comes back in because it's kind of not only is it too hot a take, but it also I I might be persecuted. I might be attacked. The government might come out to get, get me. Yeah. Um, I found out that the uh, healthcare system in America is bad. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, breaking back. Uh. Uh, I was trying to go through workers' comp because, sure. as we all know, I injured myself doing dialogue, and uh, it wasn't on-the-job accident. Yes, uh, and uh, it's almost like they don't want you to. Are get you kidding treatment. me? What? It's almost like they make there's like hoops and paperwork the and so labyrinthian that they uh, expect that you will just give up, and that way they don't have to treat you. What the fuck? Yeah, I can't believe this. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's bad news. Uh, I'm feeling better now, though. I mean, I finally like saw someone good, and then uh, my uh, my pain uh, subsided a bunch. Right, and it's clear good. how Is much physical therapy or what would you do? I haven't even started that yet. I'm about to start this week. Um, but just that the idea that you're on the right track might be just helping you along. The stress of being stagnant and not making any progress made my pain so much worse. Backs, backs are fucking are fucking weird, strange, too. and I think they're so correct uh, connected to nerves and anxiety and all these things that I. Uh, don't have under control that well. Uh, yes, uh, we've been talking about my back. Yeah. Uh, and now your back. <laughs> hey. Back. Hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I mean, look at me, look at my relaxed posture here. I wasn't able to do this a couple weeks ago. That's when we were true. Griffin's really had some back, some back stuff going on. I've had some back stuff. Going I had on. heard about it. That's when we ran into each other. And then yeah. I went, wait a second. You've got to be on the podcast. Wait a second. This is <laughs> getting complicated. This is getting complicated. Is getting wait a bad. second. All right. So they have their Aryan children. He's got, she's getting her ki- kitchen redone. Mm-hmm. There's that weird, awkward early scene where like the joke is that she won't acknowledge Steve Martin. Yes. And that happens. Yeah. Steve Martin's introduced very early on. Because he's playing she keeps the most milk toast man imaginable. Yeah. Crediting the other guy. Okay. So here's my hot take. I oh, think he's really met. fucking good in this movie. Interesting. Okay. He's well, Mike Krasinski of this film. I think this is a great performance. Interesting. And I didn't think so when I saw it originally. I admit I'm in the bag for Steve Martin. You are. He's like you as like much Steve a comedy Martin. idol as anyone ha- who has ever lived. And uh, as we talked about in our Billy Lynn episode, I'm like always so pulling for him to do something different to show a different mm-hmm. side of himself. Sure. Um, and I remember seeing this and being like, eh, he's kind of like, you know, it's, yeah, here, he's so he's muted. showing a boring side of himself. Right. But I think this is like a pretty like uh, sort of uh, a specific <clears throat> charming performance. He's kind of charming. He's obviously turning off all the usual Steve Martin stuff. But I think there is a real kind of sad character there that feels very uh, what do you think? zoned in. Mm-hmm. Well, I he is certainly sad. I mean, <laughs> yes. like I'm not. <laughs> this is true. I agree. You know, the thing is that I, oh, gosh, I'm Ripping feeling a lot right to. now. As I, okay. well, no, I'm not. I don't think he does does a bad job, but his like character is a little milk toast, as yes. you said, and I'm kind of not like. I I want them to be together. Like he's not. Sure. You know what? Can I? 
Here's Ben. Ben What I wanted. What? Just needed a little banjo. A little banjo. You want like that one twist? You know, he's like a normal guy, but then he's got the one weird thing. But also, there's. It's like he's too easy to. He's too easy to get. Like it's just like he's just he's a doormat. It's true. There's like. There's no game with Steve Martin. If you want to date him, yeah, he's just kind of standing then there. Then you can yes. date him. Like, he, I don't think he even realizes how special she is. He's just like, a woman. It was nice. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, I would argue that that is the problem with Steve Martin. But again, if I'm talking about the radical honesty of it's complicated, that's probably as good as she's going to get. Right. He's kind of a boring right. guy. Like. Yeah. Isn't the art because the movie is and basically like, do you want the guy who you can have this sort of like fun sex with? You've got the long connection with, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a raging river, you know, like, right. you know, and he's a kind of an asshole. Highs and lows. You know, he's an asshole. Yeah. But it's you, like they don't connect like her and Steve. Yeah. Well, they get high together. That's kind of like it. And yeah. And that's yes. like, that's not going to last a marriage. No, I mean, <laughs> maybe he'll just get constantly stoned. Constantly get stoned. It definitely feels like a relationship of convenience. I mean, I've yeah. had relationships like that and they worked out for a period of time. Yeah, but the, Thank you, ben. That, but the you need more than that. You need to yeah. grow. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more You sense. need to grow. <laughs> no, you were just yes. talking about relationships of convenience. To, <laughs> no. Jesus. You need to learn from the other person. Well, I'll say this. So, like, uh, already invoked, Romley is obsessed with these movies. Yeah. Right. And the joke in our family is that, like, the way a lot of, like, teenage girls like she is, mm-hmm. or now she's 20, uh, fantasize about, like, you know, the Channing Tatum or whoever, right. like, riding up and whisk them off her feet. Right. She fantasizes about Steve Martin. Her fantasies have always just been, like, post-divorce. You have your own independent <laughs> life. You remake your kitchen, and then you meet like a man who's just kind of nice. Honestly, though, like that's my my <laughs> dream now. I want a post divorce man. <laughs> right, but there's something just about like, but but like this guy is like, there's nothing that he's bringing to the table. I guess he's a, a, he's a considerate architect. He's, well, he's but like secure. Right. Yes. I'll say yeah. No, I mean you're right. You kind of right. just did the whole thing. I don't know if this yeah. is intentional or not, but I'm just saying like this fits into maybe not physically Steve Martin, right? Right. But like Greg Kinnear playing this character would be her ultimate movie hunk because it's just mm-hmm. like this is a guy who's not that interesting, right? But he likes her. She's clearly the power player in the relationship, yeah. And he's just kind of sweet, and he wears good sweaters, yeah. Like that's all she wants. It, I guess it's that like the sweater because this movie is all. I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you're just not, I'm, you're not here not for it. He's him. an egg white yeah. omelet and you don't want well, it. Well, it's also just, I think that in order to play this role, like Steve Martin is suppressing who he is. So I'm sure. not feeling like who this person is. He's just like, sure. I'm just a, a guy, a, a nice, a nice guy. And I'm not ever going to have any conflicts because I'm just good. And that's uh, why the pot smoking scene, I think, is kind of smart, even though I uh, am not super excited by the idea of seeing another. Oh, old people but, are stoned. And they also scene. just sure. don't touch that's on scene, like they don't touch on the like, OK, but do you want this man who's hurt you before or do you want this man who's a good? They don't they really kind of raise it. Yeah, so they, they just kind of raise it. They don't there, they don't then, like delve into the interesting things about right. that. And that's part of, part of my complaint of where we're not seeing their yeah. like more uh, their highs and lows of the earlier years. Like, yeah. They're, and, they're settled when the movie, movie begins. And this movie is like fantasy fulfillment or wish fulfillment fantasy with but like it's all more about like kind of the revenge on the ex-husband. It's sure. not about the new the new love and that kind of bums me out. Whereas like 
with something's got to give, it's like the fantasy fulfillment is like changing the guy who like right. can't be changed. Yes, but you, yes. You do wish there was a scene where he like showed a good quality through action, like through his yeah. behavior. Like because of this He's thing where it's like. He's a architect. Right, but like all their conversations are just <laughs> about how much he, he likes her. Sure. Right, or or how sad he is over his divorce. It's like it could use a scene in which she, he. You, you need him to surprise her. Like a radical need him honesty to, in some kind yeah, of way. But he never surprises loyalty, her. She's right. just like. I just today decided to have a nice date with you. He's very stable. Like, well, that's you know, that scene actually drives me crazy. Not see Martin's fine, but yeah. it's it's just that scene where he's like, "Do you want to go to this uh, premiere French film festival with me?" No, I'm busy, and he like sadly hands off the ticket. Ask her before you buy the tickets, yeah. you dweeb. Also, yeah. Why'd you buy the ticket? <laughs> the tickets he, he puns off to like the woman at the in the office yeah. are like big like Ticketmaster tickets. <laughs> you go pick them up too. Right. Yeah. Like, what you is this loser? Do you know that so many romantic <laughs> anything to do? So many romantic comedies uh, circle around. Uh, you know, there's a blank film festival happening in sure, town. If you want to catch the, these weird revival film festivals that are always like, do you like spaghetti westerns? <laughs> there's a spaghetti western film. Fe- so I many fucking movies have that. You like kung fu is, films? There's a Santa kung fu Barbara. film festival. Yeah, they also never want to have to cite a specific movie. Well, they want to sure, like yeah. be like right. they like the same genre. <laughs> French movies. Yes. Oh, my favorite genre. Films I thought from of that you country. because of croissants. Right. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but it's know. like these big, expensive, like $25 gala film festival. Now we're making it sound like he's got like an Ed McMahon check that he hands over to his assistant or whoever she is. That's true. It's also oh, like God. those tickets are pretty low stake. It's not yeah. like... It's, it's fine. See they cost $25. Right, and like, also... Got plenty of money. The woman at the office doesn't like like ask what day it's yeah, at, yeah. what time. Yeah, he's just like, you want these? Take you want to go to a French film festival? Reserve here, seating. Right, right. VIP. We're in the opera box. Just like I don't think there's anything wrong with Meryl being like I'm busy like you know (laughs) give me a little more time knock my mints over in fury Um, here's my Steve Martin take I want to throw out you like him in this movie right and uh, as I said biased in the bag what have you I'm rooting for him uh, but A I think the pot scene's smart because it gives them a comedic device to allow him to be 70 Steve Martin for like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes Right, because once he's stoned, he starts doing a lot more of the Steve Martin like body yeah. language and all of that, which doesn't make him more endearing, but makes for a more entertaining watch. Right? Um, I definitely think this is one of those movies where he's not written in any interesting way. Right. His defined characteristic is that he's not Alec Baldwin. Yes, <laughs> but they don't give him enough positive qualities aside from him just not being shitty. Right. Right. Um, which, when I first saw this, disappointed me a lot. That it just felt like, and even reading the script, I was like, there's just not a character here. Yeah. And it feels like you're not letting him do anything. And there is that thing with actors who are so primarily comedic when they do, quote unquote, more serious roles. And obviously, this isn't a, not a comedy, but it's playing against most of his, like, go-tos. Well, this that, is a comedy. This film's I'm a saying comedy. it is a comedy. Oh, sure. It's not like he's doing, like, you know, he's fucking He's not doing Hamlet. Shop Girl. Right. 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 Which um, was his other, like, I'm sort of a sad man movie. Right. Which recent. is specifically about his marriage. Right. Um, but I, I think often the thing that goes wrong with certain comedians playing more serious or against their usual comedic types is they just take away the thing that makes them interesting and don't replace it with anything yeah. else. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I thought he was kind of boring because it's just like, well, you're just not letting him be Steve Martin. Yeah. And now I feel very keyed into his sort of wounded, like, I'm trying my best not to cry every day thing. <laughs> yeah, which that's right. That's his character is that 
he's so bottled up that right, he just sort of seems like he's about to burst into tears. But then he never really does. No, the they kind of plant that seed. But then there's the one line where he's you I sort of see him getting his, like ex wife to show up. Yes. or something you know something like that. There's the one line reading where he's sort of glassy eyed, and it kind of touched me. Where he says like, you know, I'm not as macho as I seem. Yeah. Which I just think is kind of a sweet line because That's he has nice. never come across as macho, no. but he just makes clear to her, like, <laughs> as boring as I seem and as go with the flow as I seem, I'm a very, very sad, emotionally delicate person. Yeah, I Like, think this has hurt me. The concept of his character is almost like he's like, I'm a real de- delicate flower yeah. and I don't get involved with someone unless I'm really sure my feelings aren't going to yeah. hurt. Because right. like yeah. that moment when he's trying Which on the also, things for her on the webcam, also, he's opening up for her. That's yeah. also my issue with his, him, I guess his character, not Steve Martin mm-hmm. himself, but it's just like, no, 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 no. Like romance is about taking risks. So right. you gotta yes. like. He's very like, no, no, no. And like, yeah. oh, I saw and I Baldwin's dick. I'm out. The self-worth part of it. Uh-huh. But he doesn't have self-worth either. Like it, it's masked in. It's it's more from fear. It's fear. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's afraid of having his heart broken again. But that yeah. is like Nancy Myers movies don't end with someone getting like an exciting fairy tale ending. They end with like, and now complacency. I also like <laughs> you've achieved <laughs> normality. You can feel I also like hate scenes, the, those scenes in movies where like the big conflict where it's like, oh no, it all fell apart because like something the gave. truth is yes. in the air. Right. Like in that. The, I hate when in movies when that scene comes. Hate the lie comes. being exposed. Yes. yes right, well, right, right. I don't or hate the, the lie being exposed. I hate when it's like everyone's upset. Uh, yeah, because it's like, well, now no, just get on the same page and it's fine. Like yeah, 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 yeah. the whole thing was like he came in. She didn't know he was coming. Right. It's in just there. two conversations are all that's required. Yes. Essentially, one with Alec Baldwin was like, "Sorry, this is actually over." Yes. And one with Steve Martin was like, "He didn't get that it's over." Yeah. Right. Because, that's yes. it. We, we solved and then, it. Right. And then there's the other group. This happens in a lot of movies. There's like the other group that's just upset just to be upset. And in this case, it's the family. It's and her fucking are, kids. Her kids who are just all crying in they're the bed. They're all crying. And, and I'd be like, who paid for your private college and education? And they're like, what are you upset about? And they're like, we're still not over the divorce. <laughs> now we're more confused. And also, I'm, so, I'm so, sending you all to Siberia, you monsters. What what grown siblings decide like, look, we're all feeling the same pain right now. Let's, Let's all cuddle, cuddle in bed. bed. The TV is not even on. No. When they go in, they, when they go, also like when there's siblings of like uh, male and female siblings yeah. cuddling. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't happen. No, maybe in France. Because here's <laughs> here's c'est <laughs> compliqué. <laughs> Here's, I'm like, here's like a key difference, right? If Meryl opens the door and it's the three of them lying on top of the covers, <laughs> each with a pint of Ben and Jerry's watching TV and they're like... You're playing with imagery no, there. I, there's I buy all, that. There's three of them in a... Under it's the not covers a, in silence canoodling. Yeah. In, in a, sobbing, softly in a, crying. In a full yes. bed, not a queen, in a full yes, bed. Yes. Three kids and they're just sobbing. Yes looking straight ahead I just don't buy it for one I'm second I'm also like I want to I, oh, I'm very curious to watch Nancy Myers direct but scenes like that where it's yeah. just like literally like how are, are the actors preparing to just sob like yes 
and it's all and then right. and then also the scenes where everyone's just laughing at nothing like how is right. that right. there's that early dinner uh, uh, the, the at the graduation dinner yeah where they're at the yes. restaurant where we're just constantly cut, cut, cut to someone laughing, laughing, laughing. Yes. John Krasinski's laughing. Yes. Joey Kazan is laughing. Caitlin Fitzgerald's yes. laughing. Meryl Streep is like, we're just over and over and yes. over again. She also takes, I, I take her to be a director who if you were like, hey, Nancy, so I was thinking over it. I feel like maybe I wouldn't be laughing in this scene. She'd be like, no, I, if, if you look in the script, it says, says you're laughing. John Krasinski laughs hysterically. Like something like them being like, hey, us being under the covers feels kind of weird. And she's like, no, that's the image. That's the shot I want. Also, John Krasinski and Caitlin Fitzgerald's relationship is so dull also. Yes. Like, yes. Well, she's like, like actively escaping whatever interesting like yeah. problems might have led to her parents' divorce. She's like, I yeah. want the most boring person imaginable. <laughs> yes. right. And I will be I will meet him with boringness. <laughs> like, like it will be a union of boringness. They're like, there's a scene where there's it, this is right before John Krasinski gets to do his stuff, which, yeah. right. which right. is when Because the first half of the movie, you're like, what's he doing here? He's yeah. got nothing. He's why not even he in the family. Play yeah. this part. Right. right, yeah, yeah. And then we see why. Um, and he's witnessing. But right before that, she's like, oh, um, I talked to my brother and he's so excited about the party that we're going to have. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? That's great. Yeah, he's just like an introduction <laughs> guy, a reaction <laughs> shot laugher. And you're like, Oh, cool. And then like whenever they're at And then the camera turns off and they go <laughs> they're just like the a robot shuts down. <laughs> yeah. And then like whenever they're at parties and their parents come through, they're like, Oh my god, you came. <laughs> like, my best friend, my mom <laughs> is here. And like they go and have whatever, just the their a glass fam- of white wine. Yeah, a glass yes. of white wine. All together. I, yeah. I will say I just finished uh watching Secession. Which will be old news by the time sure. this comes out. Uh-huh. And Is it I good? Could, I, need to watch. I, I like it. Yeah, I think it sort of falls apart in the last couple of episodes. But it's a fun watch mm-hmm. when you realize it's a comedy. Yeah. I was so against watching it because the ads all made it seem like it was a very torrid like no, power it's, struggle it's drama. It's an Adam McKay thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they're very similar in how there are these like fucked up families with these right. weird power dynamics between them. Okay. Who are too this close and too take. distant. Yes. yes. And, and there are characters. There are two characters on Secession, who remind me a lot of Krasinski in this, where they're the outliers, the people who have married in or the distant cousins, who keep on observing the power struggles and holding the secrets from everyone else. That's why Krasinski rules in this movie, is that he's playing a character, first you're like, I guess he's just a nice, boring husband. Mm -hmm. Then you realize, like, no, he came into this thinking, like, oh, Caitlin Fitzgerald, she's very pretty, she's very together. (laughs) It's a pleasant family, nice nice. And then, right, it's dawning on him, like, oh, they're awful or insane. They're insane. This is terrible that I'm witnessing all this, and he just has to, like, like, absorb every blow into his body and, like, internalize it. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> the amount of it's like a Kaiser Soze I'm moment. I am in such a tough position. Yes, I just great, but also also surrogate. like the way that the kids respond to their parents, like <laughs> looking up, is just so not like the tears are like what you what would happen with anyone I know would be like oh like you'd just tell yeah. everyone you'd be like oh my god this is so my fucking parents nuts. Yes. are fucking again yeah, and even right. if you didn't find it funny the next most logical reaction is just like this is so fucking weird yeah. Yeah. It, this <laughs> is like, odd break down crying and she's like why are you crying they're like we still haven't gotten over the divorce this is so confusing <laughs> this Pick overlaps with my other grief <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I still have six and years I've had left. No reason to despise because right. everything else goes great for me. Which is also a reason why it would help if in this movie you saw one scene of them fighting before. Well, they that's sleep what I'm saying. Yet. That's all right. So uh, the plot of the movie, <laughs> yeah, is that they Hunter Parrish graduates from college and Meryl and Alec get drunk and they fuck. Yes, and then Meryl barfs. Right. And it's a moment of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so when they, they return, yeah. they fuck more. They keep having yeah. this affair. And there's this one great scene very early on that really feels like why Nancy Myers is like sort of like stands out mm-hmm. where she's like, don't look at me when I'm standing up. Yes. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, wow, that just wouldn't be in any movie. Like right. no one would sort of think to write that. And he goes like, I've already seen everything. And she Things goes, look I, different when you're lying down. That's the line that I think is pretty Yeah, that's, that's a good line. That's yeah. a really good cutting line. And you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like this is what I came here for. Now, this is not my favorite Nancy Myers. And a lot of the yeah. other stuff, you're kind of like, like there's just nothing. Give me something to grab onto. But right. like there are those scenes where you're into it. And then Meryl is just kind of like Meryl. So like you kind of can just grab onto her. Right, and I think, like, this was so peak, like, America's love affair with Alec Baldwin now, like, reowning himself as, like, the yeah. parody version of himself. Yeah. But I just find he's, like, way too big in this movie. Way He is oh, yeah. enjoyable. Like, I he's think he's being asked to be really big. Not like, I don't think it's really his fault. Yeah. But you just go, like, they're banking so hard on the idea that everyone loves Alec Baldwin as an asshole now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this fucking cab. That's the crucial part where they're like, wouldn't you, you you'd just succumb to this, yeah. wouldn't you? And I'm like... Nope, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that I would. Right. And, and like some, like Nicholson, I get it. Yes, right. and maybe not everyone, but like I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. No, I, I get I'd be Nicholson into that. For right. Sure. Baldwin is just such a fucking moron in this movie too. <laughs> like it's every true. way he seduces her, she's just like, okay. First of all, I want you to know that what you're doing is dumb. Right. Secondly, I'm going to sleep with you in spite of that, not because of that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, and he's got like Belle and this kid Pedro, who Pedro. I guess is a nightmare, but I mean, just kind of seems like kid, a five year old. Right? No, it's Lake Belle's kid. kid from a previous relationship. Right. Because she also cheated on her relationship. Yeah. I think, I mean, I like the moral of this is like that Nancy Myers lesson of, that you're supposed to learn is like, yeah. don't marry your mistress. Right. You know, you gotta, always like, yeah. Right. Right. Because right. there's that scene at the beginning where at the party after they, you realize the audience is completely bamboozled by the crazy revolution that Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep are no longer married, uh, where then she's talking to <laughs> Bruce Altman and Nora Dunn, insanely overqualified actors to stand, to stand there, there and for laugh. one second. Or like building the opening credits. Yeah, and well, you're that's like, the Nancy Myers thing. It's right. like Woody Allen, like it's where it's just like, oh, I guess everyone in this movie is famous. I like, also guarantee you she spent four months trying to find the people to play those yeah, roles, yeah, yeah. which like, her grip could have played the Bruce right. Altman part, yeah. you know? Well, it's the same thing with the book club, though. Rita Wilson and Mary Kate Place and all those yes, people. Yes, right. Yeah. Just yeah. insanely overqualified actors. Yes. Um, it, it's it's just, uh, it's a fascinating little, like, ecosystem. Because after that, it's like, they just don't have friends anymore. No. You don't see them relate to anyone well, outside of their family. That's it. But then the book club disappears, yeah, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah, she tells them they're fucking Alec Baldwin, and uh, Rita Wilson does what I can only describe as a rain dance. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Mary Kay Place quietly is like, this isn't good, he's married. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, shut up! In a more high concept... Never speak again! <laughs> in a more high concept movie, this would become, like, the first wives club premise of the film. It's not even a book club. They're just, like, like drinking right. buddies, They're a wine club. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah. wine club. But but in the more high concept version of this film, it would then become like a revenge movie where it's like, ha ha, we get it back. Yeah. Look at us. And so right. that's just like an angle of like, she finds a little like perverse satisfaction in the fact <laughs> yeah. that she's now the other woman. It is funny the scene where she tells the doctor she wants more sperm. 
That's semen. probably my favorite joke. That's a funny joke. Wait, yeah. what? Did I miss that? Where he's like, if you take Flomax, like, you know, you, you get more, uh, oh. you, you get less semen. He's like, right, my wife would be mad at me. Which and is the a doctor's misfeat. like, oh, I assume Meryl's your wife. And he sort of looks at her and she's like, yeah, I, I like a lot of semen. <laughs> I think she says, can't get enough of it. <laughs> I'm, I'd, I must have. I don't know, been looking up Nancy Myers in that it's moment. It's pretty yes. easy to zone out during it. I am sad I missed that. It's a good, it's a good one. I'll rewatch yeah. it. And though. then on and on it goes. She's sleeping with Baldwin. Steve Martin stands there nicely <laughs> waiting for the movie to end. Right. Sometimes it's like not romantic. Sometimes sure. they're going on full on dates. Sure. And then the movie ends and then there's half an hour more movie. Right, which is yeah. mostly her like talking to her kids. And Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. She right. has to have a conversation with Alec Baldwin on her porch swing. She has to have a conversation with Steve Martin in his apartment or whatever. Feels, I really I really am feeling the lack of the girlfriend circle again because I'm yeah. like, this yeah, is where the real discussions right. come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where also, you, where you court. like, yeah, yes. yes, the court. And this is where you actually say what you're really feeling about right. each person and mm-hmm. And what your and also like that first scene, I a, a little bit annoyed me because I, Rita Wilson's like you got to get out there and date. Where I'm like all of these women women would be like, and also one of them, her husband is dead. I guess yes, yes. all of them would be like, doesn't it suck to be an older woman, <laughs> yes. right. an older single woman? But they're right. just like all, they're like all if you don't get laid, your Meryl. vagina closes yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it literally closes up. <laughs> and Mary Kay Place, the only rational yeah, one again, like, is like they it weren't was never ever yeah, <laughs> it was never closed, you idiots. <laughs> closed when you're a child. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> only true love's curse can open. <laughs> And then I'm like, I guess the rest of them all have very active, good dating lives yeah, that we don't see or that we don't about. see yeah, other yeah. than they're just like, we're, we're dating and it's great. And you've just got a date. And also like that whole thing, that trope of like every, uh, the friends all solving one friend's problem. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, this is the thing I find fascinating about the Nancy Myers movies is like if you actually try to like work out the logic of anything right it is maddening yeah so you sure. either just have to like let your defenses yes. yeah. down yeah. and yeah. give yeah. into yeah. it in which case the movie just like casts a fucking spell over right. you. yeah it's, right. it's it's the xanax argument has always been like with these movies where eventually right you just sort of pop the pill and then suddenly you feel very relaxed right and yeah. calm and you're like, like the okay movie you just know sort what? of this embraces like you yeah. lord of the rings this yeah. world has its own rules <laughs> yeah these people don't resemble but human beings my argument with it's complicated is that these are human beings and they live among us and nancy is <laughs> showing them to us that is my big argument with this movie people are like this movie is a fantasy i'm like no it's not yeah yeah wake up I mean, buddy certainly like, real this is like, reality you can- but it isn't complicated you That's mean true. like you mean it's you're not. just mad about the title like no, it's not that complicated. No, these characters don't have complicated lives and <laughs> no, relationships no. and the the way the story plays out. You I guys think just it's complicated. The plot, the, like, very the, quickly. The kitchen, you know, she wants uh, to yeah. walk right from the kitchen to her bedroom, and she can't do that. I sure. love. I There's love something. I yeah. can't remember. So hiring architect, I her. could say that could be complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. You know, a lot of the big thing she says zoning laws that I love. <laughs> Because she keeps saying in the beginning, like, finally, I'm going to have a real kitchen. She has a fabulous yeah. kitchen. She has and a she great goes, Doesn't she say at one point, like, a real kitchen, you know, with four walls? Yeah, she says that. <laughs> she refers to it as, like, a room. Right, and it's like, that's your problem, is that the kitchen isn't closed off from the also, dining room, I'm that it's continuous. I'm a little confused about what's happening, because, because 
she's I guess she's gonna keep that other part of the house too. But yes. this part is, that is like also her gonna fuck have palace now? Like, is also gonna have a bedroom and his and her sinks, but not his and her sinks, just, just her, her sinks. sinks. Right. Yeah. Which also I did like that because I'm like, I get it. I get how like Yeah, she, the, the one sink yeah, would sort of would be just would feel bad. Yeah. And you'd be like, Do I switch sinks just to kind of keep <laughs> the sinks fresh? You There's know? also like, that part where she's like, Can't we like move it back a couple more feet, like this and that? And he's right. like, Yeah, you could do that if you want your bedroom to be in the ocean. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> relax. Like, what? Where did, Martin. <laughs> is she that like on the no. like the cusp of a mountainside? No, she's <laughs> no. not. Right. <laughs> um, she crested. There was something else about the kitchen. I can't, no, sorry, go ahead. Well, just the I guess the thing that makes Steve Martin, the right man for her, is that he like was able to finally. Apparently, she's been very picky about these blueprints, and then right. fine, and then like in walks Steve, and this is the first time she's seeing the blueprints. He gets, and ev- it. Right. He gets it. He gets it. He, he's a, a and I a loved the idea for the stairs to be. Oops, the stairs to be over there, which is also like. I don't know. Just a funny thing to be so like impressed by placement of stairs. Yes. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, this gets into the Romley argument. But you go like, what's the only thing that gives her both pure unadulterated joy and like great consternation in the movie? It is this kitchen, right? Yeah. And yeah. Steve Martin is the one man who can give her the kitchen that it's she wants. It's true. He is in charge of the kitchen. She can right. afford it, but he understands what and she wants out of the kitchen. The kitchen is the metaphor for like her new chapter in right. life. Mm-hmm. Like I guess that's he's like the gatekeeper. Yeah. But, but I also couldn't she just like, go to her business, right. which has an industrial kitchen, yes. and cook whatever the fuck she wants? Because she does. She just goes in the middle of the night and makes shit late at night. Yeah, with exactly. Steve yeah. But also, she it's makes like she a whole chocolate kitchens. cake for a date. She yeah. has two kitchens. She has two kitchens. Two already. She, already has two she needs kitchens. a third kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> She's never entertaining except Rita Wilson just needs wine. She doesn't eat food. Okay, so this feels like a good point to drop in. Of course, the recurring segment we've done. Romley's uh, Romley's kitchen? kitchen corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Romley's doing kitchen reports for every one of these movies. So we're going to cut now to Romley with the kitchen corner. I mean, this is the main event. This I is the one. Like. Yeah. This is the one. Welcome to Romley's kitchen corner. And here is your host, Miss Romilly Newman, in her kitchen. Oh, I didn't see you there. Welcome to my kitchen. And today, I'm, talk- I'm talking about Meryl Streep's famous kitchen. And I just have to quickly, this is kind of the, the biggest thing to talk about, is that the entire plot of the movie is kind of based around the fact that she's designing her dream kitchen, and she has this kitchen, and I just don't quite understand what her dream kitchen looks like if this is just her, like, throwaway kitchen. But anyway, this is a great kitchen. Uh, the kitchen in this movie is the main focus of the house. You have that amazing archway, huge stove, which is in the corner, which I usually don't like, but it has this, like, own little nook. It has its place. You have the pots hanging above the stove, amazing marble island, uh, that famous window that... Um, that she's uh, dancing in front of while she's making her her uh, ice cream for Steve Martin, who's such a cutie. And then you have <laughs> you have all these plates organized. It's it's an amazing kitchen, and it's very much a, it's conducive to cooking, which I think is important because some of these kitchens are a little bit more showrooms. Uh, but I want to see her dream kitchen. Okay, thank you, Romley, special correspondent Romley Newman, with her kitchen corner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we did. Yeah, is there anything else from this movie we need to discuss? Plot, well, the pot scene. I guess that's sort of the, when the movie's kind of right. alive. I like when that they they're all smart. dancing. Yeah, when they, they poke smut. Yes. Yeah, not 
not pots in the kitchen. I like the uh, that it's underlined that there will be no police intervention with these like rich white people. Well, <laughs> but yeah, but it was also like, She's oh like, god, I the know police the cops, have, they're in my pocket. The police have like drove up next to us while she's holding it up directly in front of the window right. and then she's like I know him coffee and blueberry muffin yeah, oh right. god it's like yeah he's really gonna take action against you <laughs> I know um, um they, they get, they get <laughs> the webcam flim flam they, they also, oh, yeah. <laughs> where Alec Baldwin is like he wants to arrange the computer to block his penis it seems to be the it, idea it is yeah. such a sweaty right. setup because <laughs> it really it's originally because of, yeah Steve Martin wants to Skype with her, the the sweater selection process. Then they're both like, okay, wait, I got to do something else. Meet back here in 10 minutes. The setup (laughs) that the computer is just open and on for both of them. They didn't close out the window. Right, right, right. And then Baldwin thinks it would be They know how to use Skype also. Like, no, they don't. Right. Outrageous. A lie in 2009. Right. And then the idea that Baldwin thinks it's sexy to lie there fully naked other than the (laughs) Apple logo right over his hairy penis. Uh-huh. Uh, no, the two things I want to talk about were the two like sort of emotional scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. apart from like the babies crying, which I literally would just be like, I never oh. want to see you monsters again. <laughs> um, like uh, one is the scene where she finally re- bears herself to Baldwin in the hotel room, uh-huh. which is like, I think pretty well done. And yes. then immediately becomes like a weird, like, oh, he took too much prostate medication, like joke. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I think that's a nice scene. I do too. I like that idea that like, okay, not it's not just the sex. Like she's decided to be emotionally vulnerable with him again. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the other scene that is way weirder when Baldwin goes back to his house and the little child is sleeping and then he puts his hand on Pedro's chest oh, yeah. and Pedro like cuddles his hand. And the idea is like the Baldwin's like, Oh, I have like a life here. Like this is complicated. This is yeah. This is complicated. <laughs> That's ignored, and then we never see them again. And like he just dumps her, or it gets dumped. The handling of that is so weird because you go like, there's a scenario in which like the Lake Bell character is an uber monster, so the audience is so rooting against her with zero sympathy. I am rooting for her the entire movie. <laughs> to be clear, because you go like, what's her problem? She's young. I mean, I guess like she cheated, like or what, right. she was the other woman, and then she married. But like, okay, she that doesn't happens. seem unpleasant in relation no. to like the potential stepmother I, and parent. Track. She has a tattoo, though. She, she does, does have, have a, a scary monster. tattoo. She has a scary so you know tattoo. she's a bad person. You know she's a bad. Person. <laughs> she yes. does, have and a she scary wears tattoo. clothes that hang on right. her sort of loosely. She's the girl like, with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, it, I mean, I'm going in the defense of hating her character I didn't hate her character but like it is again like wish fulfillment fantasy fulfillment of the like ugh the younger what like right of course there's nothing I can do and like and it's and it's like that's what it it, it is heartbreaking that like someone that you were married to for many years will like give up your connection for something that is is, fleeting is fleeting yes it is Um, is a, a very limited currency and um and that it, that's a frustrating thing that women face. Yes. Um, but the my thing that I need to talk about <laughs> is when Please. when um, I think it's the second time they have sex. Maybe it's the first time. But um, afterwards, he, Alec Baldwin grabs her vagina. He does. That's the first and time. And says, "Home sweet home." He does. <laughs> And like shakes her vagina. Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's like in this like her shirt like one boob. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. This is the first time is out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and that's when he. Yeah, that's that's, that's wild. That was <laughs> yeah, shocking. Yeah, that's without a doubt the most like the most... sexually explicit thing in a Nancy Myers movie, yes. right? In like, any movie so... ever. 
in any movie ever. Yeah, that's he, like sallow. Yeah. He cups her vagina. And also Alec Baldwin cups Meryl Streep's vagina yeah. when he does that. Yeah, right. He's actually right. doing that's the other thing. Right. I wonder, yeah, do they have like a good working relationship, they, the pair? I yeah. pray. Um, I know. Okay, I'm going to cup your vagina now. Yeah. It's it's so uh, bizarre. This is one of those movies where the classic like off-mocked PG-13 romantic comedy like, oh, the man and the woman are lying in bed afterwards and the yeah. woman has the sheets all the way up to her neck. Sure. Yeah. It's the one movie that where justifies like, yeah, no, that she wants those the sheets up there. Yeah, The sheets yeah. are where she wants yeah. them. And he's always yeah. like, Baldwin's like, chest. right, check out yeah. the belly. It's right. here. He's showing off both tits. You know, yeah, you know what this is. <laughs> um, um, the thing, not to go backwards, but the thing I find interesting about the Lake Bell thing, and I say this almost as a positive, is like most shitty studio notes would be like she either has to be the villain right right like we have to show that she's bad she kicks a cat you know yeah, something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she yells at her kid whatever. you have to realize actually that she's not that bad and right. there's a scene at the end where Meryl feels bad for her in some yeah. kind of way instead there's just that scene where she looks at Meryl dancing with Alec Baldwin right. you know and then and she sort of gets yeah. it I guess right like, and that's they, it they just kind of like pointedly don't ever show her having any emotional reaction to it outside of the first like clock of recognition because yeah. yeah. they just don't want to deal with you worrying about her as a person well, and yeah. also the but movie also, is so long so like, fucking what's long. interesting yeah. to I know it's so freaking long and yet so nothing is resolved yeah. in the way you want it to be. But um, when she, the second time with her girlfriends, she's like, I'm having an affair with Agnes Adler's yes. husband, which is an interesting. It's true. It's a little venomous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they make it seem like Agnes Adler is constantly brought up as like they're like a pincushion, yeah. like, you know, voodoo queen. You know, there is that one scene with the therapist where Meryl gets to kind of act when yeah. like she's suddenly crying at the end of it where she's like, am I just lonely? And the therapist is useless. He's just like, I don't know. Yeah. She's trying we'll to get him shot. to say either like definitively good yes idea or, no. or bad right. idea. Right. And but he keeps on talking in circles. Isn't there a moment too where good like it gets has a better version of this when she thing. has the final conversation with Baldwin where he says the thing that she feels relieves her of the relationship. Uh -huh. Like she's trying to get him to say the concrete thing because she keeps on saying this was a bad idea, right? This was never going to work. Yeah. And he keeps on going like, well, I felt at home, you know, this and that. Right, right. You know, it wasn't that I, I never knew how to live without you, you know, mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff that she finally gets him to admit, like, I was right. probably just caught up in a moment. Right. This is my own chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's He's good. got a lot of shit going on. Lake Bell's trying to get a baby out of him. I know. Um, my last thing also about Nancy Myers movies in general is that everyone is a first and last name. Or not everyone, but like, mm -hmm. that's Adler. very, very much like Jane Adler. Right. Reputations precede them. They're yes. already sort of infamous, even to the people who haven't met them yes. yet. Yes, and like the Adlers, we're all the yeah. Adlers. Right. I don't think you know what Harley's last. That's name, that's but. a big thing they say is like J A. The the, the the two J A reservations at the hotel. Right. Because right. they both are Jake and Jake and Jane Jane Adler. Um. Uh. There's the weird moment when they're all having breakfast the following morning after they've slept together yeah. for the first time, and the kids are so overjoyed that Zoe Kazan yeah. makes the toast to be like. This is like the best day of my life. Yeah. The original five together. Yeah. That she calls them the original five know. plus Harley. But like That's there's a nickname. The best day of my life. Yeah. I just like seeing all of us together. There's yeah. A whole, I agree with that. There's a lot going on with those kids. Like they're all yeah, the kids are like, right. yes. That's why I'm so happy for the first time in 20 years. This is how, as it should be. Things should never change. Also, that weird conversation he has with Hunter Parrish where Hunter Parrish is like, yeah, I don't remember you being happy. That's fucking weird. And he's like, we were, you were 
12. Like, right. oh, yeah. Why don't you remember that? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, there's a lot going on here. And everyone's just kind of like, well, uh, man, it's complicated. <laughs> These kids feel like they're dealing with some different kind of trauma. I know. From how they process everything that happens in the film. I know. Well, uh, it's complicated. It is complicated. Let's play the box. Uh, it's, it is a fun movie. It is. It is really interesting how yeah. my perspective on these movies has changed. Yeah. over ten years. How yeah, like just the ten years ago, I was like, no. Yeah. but this year now, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Being like a seventy million dollar movie about right. grown ups and their relationships. I mean, yeah. that's our big blank check argument for her. She's making a movie that just doesn't exist otherwise. No. basically, at this point, and in she, the culture. if you follow her on social media, which I recommend, she's really fucking good on Instagram. She is. Okay. She's okay. constantly posting about like the fact that Hollywood doesn't think romantic comedies are bankable. Right. Right. And we're in this weird swing now. We're where in it's this moment to go back. where people are like, oh, no, no, like it's sparking again. You've had like, these couple mm-hmm. Netflix romantic comedies that have like been really well received. You've gotten this sort of oversized which reaction. Uh, set it up and uh, to all the boys I ever loved before, which right. I, I actually like both of them. I actually think the oh, second I have one's not genuinely seen good. It, but I. It, does keep coming up on my Netflix. I but I also say, think it's just that thing that, you know, we're just also we're thirsty so hungry for it. For it. Yeah. And right. I think they're both very Netflixy. Like they don't feel like theatrical films. There's something to I disagree. Nancy on Myers. The second one. I oh, think the second okay. one is Wait, what, which genuine. That's uh, the to all the boys one. I ever yeah, loved. And what's the other one? one? That's like a well made movie. Set it up set it is up like is set a workplace. Oh, set it up is all script. Like Yes. Yeah, she's very good in that. Yeah. Uh I I mean I think both of them are very fun. Yeah, they are. They but there's are. something to the fact that Nancy Myers like is dealing with this much uh, production value. Yeah, like I think oh, her yeah. movies get expensive because of how slow her process is, but also right. that she's like, I want a real oh, fucking house. Oh, it's gotta house. look yeah. great. You yeah. know, like they're cinematic. They are weirdly kind of big screen movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Crazy Rich Asians is now like blowing up the box office, yep. but that has all this whole other narrative tied onto it. Well, and also Crazy Rich Asians got like the sort of um, blowback that this got where people you know not you know, right. people like the movie and it's doing really well but some people are like oh why do I have to care about these rich people like yes. you know why, why they don't right. have problem you know right and why can't you make like sane- to be in these worlds that yeah. are so alien yeah. and exciting to them like you know it's exciting for audiences to see rich people <laughs> this like, was a big thought I had during this movie right where it's like her whole thing was taking people who already had like legendary star status and giving them like one last leading hurrah right, right? uh-huh where they're sexy and they're, yeah. you know, leading the cart and all of that sort of stuff. And I was like, who, if Nancy Myers, which like Netflix should just give her $60 million tomorrow, they especially might. since they've been and doing quite, so well with these rounds. I think the, the problem is that she wants $100 million, right. But yeah. Right. But you go like, okay, who should Nancy Myers be making a movie with right now? Who should be writing movies for? And then I started thinking of it from the opposite direction, which it's like, if I were Jennifer Lawrence, I would immediately go, Nancy Myers, write a movie for me. Hmm. All these young female stars who haven't been able to have that portion of their career mm-hmm. because rom-coms don't get made anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone like Jennifer Lawrence, who's been in such a genre zone, right. despite being like this huge leading lady, you're like, it would benefit her to have like a My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. But Jennifer Lawrence made her blank check movie, which is Red Sparrow. I know. Yeah. That's the movie she had total control over every part of. But that's, that's what she wanted us to see. I know. That's why I wonder, I wonder. One reason I love it. If it would not be a smart move for her to go like Nancy Myers, no, yeah, I, I place you, yeah. you me in your hands, <laughs> write a movie for my star persona. Right. You know, it, it, rather than the older generation who don't get to do these movies anymore, it's really like the Emma Stones mm-hmm. who should be going to Nancy Myers and being like, please let me do this. Right. Let me be fun in a movie. Well, Emma please. Stone's doing great. She's doing great. J-Law. Maybe Could use she might Nancy. need a bit of an adrenaline yes. boost. 
Can we play the box office? So I try to guess the box office the weekend. The movie came out, and I'm uh, insane. And this this the movie came out Christmas Day right. 2009. And this was a big Christmas. It made $112 million domestic, 219 worldwide. Solid hit. Mm-hmm. I believe that this Christmas... It was number four at the box office, $22 million. I think that Christmas Day 2009 was maybe the biggest single day in the North American box office history. Quite, quite possible. Because it was like four huge openers, correct? Correct. Well, one of them is not an opener. Oh, oh, okay. So number one is second week of Avatar, correct? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Seventy-five million. What? He knows. He knows. Gonna he knows it. Gonna He's gonna do all four right now. Right. Um. I just. I'm just trying to make sure I have the order of two. Oh, and three you right, have because the they're order, very right. close. No, they're not that close. Really? No. The second is sixty-two. The third is forty-eight. Okay. So the number two is Sherlock Holmes, right. and number three is Alvin the Chipmunks the Squeakle. Oh my god. There it is. That's you have to understand. Correct. And then it's complicated at number four. Uh, the thing you have to understand, SV, because uh, we my my father was your teacher at film right. school. Yeah, that's how we know each other originally. Right. Uh, th- this is my emotional relationship with my father right. is going over the box office every weekend <laughs> from when I was a young age. So that, it's like tied tracks. into my brain. That does track. Um. So wait, second weekend of Avatar is how much? Seventy five. Essentially the same as the first. And I remember people being like, "It's crazy to open against the second weekend of Avatar. These movies are going to get steamrolled." No, they and all the cannibalized. Fact, yeah. They all did well. Yeah, they all did great. They all fucking did well. Okay, so wait. It's 75, then... 62 for Sherlock. 60, 40. 48 for Alvin. 48, Jesus Christ. I didn't even know 22 for Comp. I don't even know that there was a movie. The Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, Rachel McAdams, directed by Guy Ritchie. Yes. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. And then number five... Is not an opener, right? No, it's been in the box office for six weeks. It's one of the huge hits of the year. It wins an Oscar. Oh, the blind side. The blind side. Oh my god! What's it up oh, to at this point? The blind, oh, it's, oh, it's, the blind it's, side. It's made one eighty four on the way to two fifty five. That's insane. It has still has that much more to go. You also have up in the air, uh, the princess and the frog. Yeah, nine. Uh, did you hear about the Morgans? I did. Yeah, I heard about. Them. Not so great. No. Um, An Invictus. Do you want to hear something fascinating? And uh, past guest Chris White's new moon. Hey, hey now, big hit. Um, I, uh, you know, big... Past and future guys. Big, yes, big Steve Martin stan. Uh, you know, we, we've we recorded just behind the scenes peak this episode and the Billy Lynn episode within a one week. Yeah, yeah, very so close. I've been in a very big, like, mm-hmm. Steve Martin trying to stretch Real himself. white hair Steve Martin face. Right. Yes, exactly. Because for the years leading up to that, I was like, when's someone going to, like... It's white. Give Steve Martin... Because especially in, in the aughts, Steve Martin is mostly doing family comedies. Sure kind of marginally, right? Successfully, but movies I don't find very funny. Uh, and I was like, when's someone going to give him a real meaty role again, re- kind of re-establish uh, him in a different way? Um, do you know that uh, Steve Martin was Jason Reitman's uh, backup choice for Up in the Air? No, that's interesting. Mm. He was like, I wrote it for Clooney. That's I wanted Clooney. That's a different movie. If Clooney yeah. had passed, I would have rewritten it for Steve Martin. Those mm. were the only two guys I thought could do it. Mm. Interesting movie. Interesting. If, it, if it's him, it's like a totally different yeah. movie. Yeah, I especially wish, just I would being like that. that. I kind of feel I like wish I'd it would have been that. Clooney's, yeah, Clooney's great up in the air. That's a great performance, but it's also like the Clooney thing. We know it fits into the Clooney narrative. It would have been so surprising to yeah. see sure. Steve Martin. Yeah, do I that. get that argument. Yeah, it's also uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, forget my thoughts. Say it. No, it just, it's just like Clooney. Like I don't need your suffering. Is doesn't exactly doesn't like yeah. 
It doesn't move me. I love when he's suffering. And he's not suffering. (laughs) He's not. No, he just sold the tequila. He's so like outside of it. Like he's not. Like I can see Steve Martin really having this pain, but Clooney's kind of yes. And I love George Clooney, but he's not selling it because I don't know. He's observing it. There's something to the weird high art, low art. Something that's got to give. Something's got to give. First of all, something's got to give. And it's complicated. It is complicated. And also, Father of the, the Bride. <laughs> and let the bodies hit the floor. Um, Father of the Bride, written by uh, Nancy, Nancy Myers. Myers. Nancy well, yeah, no, that's why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, Steve Martin's in it. Yeah. I thought she had directed it, but I no. guess. But I mean, the, the success of those I, ones are the one that got her parent trap, I would you. argue. Yeah. Um, but what is he going to say about. Oh, okay. So she wrote it. So, okay. Yeah. Because the houses in that. Again, it's like yes. one really nice house to the. Well, they they were very much a team nicer. at that point. I think you look at like you know starting with like Private Benjamin up to Parent uh, Father of the Bride. She starts having more and more say in the movies, right? Even on a uh, a visual right level. So that's why she gets to do Parent Trap. What was the thing you were very loudly going to proclaim? I, but I know we're already doing a bonus episode, but I'd love to do a second bonus episode on Father of the Bride Part Two. We're going to save that for the Charles Giant. Yeah, that's right. Damn right we Father are. Father of the Bride Part 2 is insane, though. We'll that's, talk that about movie's before. insane. It's insane. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it like 100 times for some reason. Yeah. Like, Diana, I had it on someone else something. gets pregnant. Oh, right, right. right. And their daughter gets pregnant. And Kimberly Williams get pregnant. Yes. The thing I was going to say that I think is interesting about Steve Martin that no one's totally hit on and how to use him in a more dramatic or at least less overtly comedic way is this weird high art, low art thing with him where he's known for being so goofy in his comedy. Doing these paycheck movies that are so broad and straight yeah, down the like middle. Your, your Pink Panthers. Right. And then he's this super erudite guy who writes like Picasso plays. Right. And like when he does like live engagements, just want to do like just wants, wants to, to do art talks banjo, and play the banjo. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about him like compartmentalizing the areas mm-hmm. of his life and yeah. wishing that he was able to make the high art accessible to other yes. people, that the two things have to be separated. Yeah. That kind of leaves him with an underlying sadness that I find yeah. compelling. Yes. That's my take. And I'm sticking nice. to it. Ben is throwing his hands down. How you he doing, wants ben? Did you like the done. movie? Didn't watch it? No, I watched it. Yeah. I didn't like well <laughs> I, I, it was fine. It's kind of a neighbor <laughs> to Spanglish, but you're you're more into the rawness of Spanglish, I feel oh, like. Oh, I love Spanglish. Really? Oh you my god. You got a friend in Ben. Do you yeah. hate it? Uh I don't like it. That movie makes oh, me I love feel it. insane. <laughs> Do you is it because the ending is so upsetting? I find the whole movie upsetting. <laughs> the whole movie is very discombobulated. It's interesting when you compare the two movies. Uh-huh. Spanglish sort of portrays this this like wealthy sort of family, specifically the mother, uh-huh. as crazy people. Yes, yeah. You know, and it sort of right. seems like right. Sandler's relationship with the um, floor, floor, character Flor. is like they're kind of more grounded, real people. Sure. Whereas this movie is just, I don't know. I'm not yeah, from this a, movie is like I'm oh, not from a grounded. I'm from a literal I grew up in a ditch. Okay, wow. in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh and I see this movie and I'm just like, I, I, I it's like David said, it's kind of interesting to watch play right. out. Right. It feels like a nice, gentle little story. But I'm also like, I, I don't know. Fuck these people and their fucking yeah. rich mm-hmm. person bullshit. <laughs> it's not complicated. Ben set <laughs> fire to Santa a, Barbara. I'm living on a motherfucking floor of the air mattress. <laughs> fucking trying to navigate my goddamn life, figure out Wait, fucking... Wait, are you talking about it's complicated or Spanglish? Both? It's complicated. And then it's he's rolling his own okay. life into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. just saying right, it doesn't seem complicated to me at all. It seems like you have 
a really nice life. You got great kids. Everyone's well adjusted. Right. I don't know. What about how uh, And you is, just so. like are kind of horny. Right. Right. And you like Spanglish. <laughs> and I like Spanglish. Okay, you love okay. Spanglish. I just make, I want to be clear on that. You're saying Spanglish works because it's the outsiders looking into it. That's where the audience perspective in this movie right, right, asks right. you to fully like this believe movie's in like, a world they're where nice orcs and normal. run wild. They have yeah. problems. Yeah. And you're like, they do? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, I also it. understand. The movie hugs you well, until you just accept it. Weird timeline of us recording these episodes. Ben is currently still in his yep. state of being functionally homeless. Keep, so keep watching track, a movie guys. where people are Hashtag uh, blank frustrated. Their Having kitchen is more, an eight rather than a trying nine. Trying to get more homes. Right. Get more kitchens in right. your life. Right. Uh, one day I'll have input on a kitchen that I use. One day. Uh. I just look at this movie and I'm like, I'd never want to deal with that. Yeah, I know, I know. The major upheaval point. of having like your whole home like disrupt. I don't care how much better it's going to be. I just want to stay the same. <laughs> also, yes, you do. It, if, if, we, like a, well, if is the kitchen because remember he's like it's down a hallway. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. down a hallway. So she's adding another kitchen. Yes, and usually kitchens are off of like the common room. No, she no, wants no. four walls. She wants four walls. She wants a hallway a to like just like a. Yeah, Completely, a dungeon like, kitchen. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> no one does that. Well, no. she's doing it. Yeah. She's the but first. But she's also getting a bedroom because then she's gonna have the the view. Right. Yeah. Right. That's gonna be inside the ocean. Cool. So uh, she's Which adding was, to her complex. I know. Yeah, exactly. she, she's, she's adding a an, another house to her. Yeah. It's not just a kitchen. It's right. Like, no. But it, I guess it's another house that's based around the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> this is all correct. Thank yeah. Barbara, you, baby. You have. Nailed it. Yep. I want to see that fucking kitchen. You know, it feels well, like... maybe she'll make it more complicated. <laughs> it feels like early comic book movies where they would tease a, a character that was too expensive to put in the right, first right, movie. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, if this one does well, then they'll give us a bigger CGI yeah, budget to show you the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> right. The kitchen is the Galactus of this movie. Correct. And that's the most on brand we will ever be on this podcast. Correct. Uh, SV, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you for having me. Um, you're a week away from production on season three. Yeah. Feeling good about everything? I am, yeah. Uh, season one, two streaming now, still on TBS? Yes, TBS. I wish I could say Netflix, <laughs> other platforms. Sure. But you could also get it on, you could buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Great company. Hey, ever did anything wrong? You know, you know about Amazon. I do, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I will say, uh, I've said this to other people, and this is that embarrassing thing where I embarrass our guests. But uh, uh, I was in Fort Tilden, which was your uh, thesis project for film school. Yes. was made for a microscopic amount of money yes. with a crew of uh, barely more people than are in this room right now. <laughs> yes. And then uh, one, uh, the grand prize is at South by Southwest. Yes. And then uh, you and Charles are now showrunners on a big time TV show with a real <laughs> crew and sound stages and all these things. Yeah. And I was uh, so astonished and impressed by how much you still make it feel like six people doing a, a Aww, thesis film. That's sweet. Not in like a low rent way, but you no, guys yeah. have somehow not let the fact that you have more shit to deal with right. impact the way you actually do uh, the work. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's great. You guys are the best. Thanks for coming with me. Hey. <laughs> the hey. journey. Anytime. Uh, um, I just, I never forget uh, how uh, sunburned and uh, bug bitten we were on, on Fort Tilden. Oh yeah. Did you, do you remember our sound person's legs yes yes i do they were bleeding yeah <laughs> poor thing I, also, I don't know why he got it so bad i don't know some people I don't know. some people the, some people you know, they yeah, react bad it's in their bites. Yeah. yeah uh i chose to because because uh, there's this like 20 15 minute section of the movie that's us on the beach yes 
And I chose to uh, spend that whole section sitting in like a curl uh, position, (laughs) holding my arms around my knees. And what happened was I effectively blocked the sun from everywhere but my knees. <laughs> and my knees were so sunburnt that I couldn't walk for a week. Like, Anytime you they, like, stood crackled. up and they crinkled, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm uh, sorry. Good. Art, art is paying my friends, and it's it's worth it for did you work. Put, and did you put sunblock on? Uh, apparently everywhere but okay. there. I, one, I will say one rarely does think to apply sunblock to the knees. Specifically oh. to the knees. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. I apply it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's a pale. lesson. If you have any lesson to teach the future filmmakers of America, Get put it on the sunscreen news. everywhere. That's right. Uh, thank you much, so much for being here. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, you know, no one should ever make a TV show, but I, I hope it goes well. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Go to uh, Reddit. Blankies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. Sure. Thanks to Andrew for good for our social media. Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Joe Bone, Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Buy our merch at Tee Public. Oh yeah, yeah. good Tee Public. Buy some, buy some merch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and as always, gotta four wall that kitchen, baby. <laughs>